So, wow. I, I mean, I know, I know what you're saying, but I, 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 the point I'm trying to make is if Thor could give all of the kids powers in Love and Thunder, why couldn't he give all of the powers of Thor to the other Avengers in Endgame? And then he's fighting Thanos, and then you're like, oh, all of the Avengers are Thor-powered. Like, Spider-Man has electric web-slingers and stuff. I, I, so I think what you're doing is you're confusing Shazam's uh, in the DC universe as well as MCU. Thor was able to do it because those kids are from Asgard. So you got to have the, the Asgardian, you know, godlike uh, spiritual well, thing going on. Well, but he could have at least done that for Valkyrie then. So that's true. I feel like Valkyrie, especially when a he few other over. Thors, and and also because you know Captain America picks up the hammer, and whoever can lift the hammer has the powers of Thor. It is worthy. Mjolnir is uh, definitely deems them worthy. So, I mean, let's just agree. I'm to say, there the could fact have been a few MC- more Thors on the battlefield. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> the MCU is confusing as it is, and and I, I totally agree with you. Yes, it could have been like maybe you know. Thor forever or Thor for everybody would be the next uh, sure. episode. Everyone's a Thor. Thor. Everybody's a Thor. Is that was that like, Thor four? Everyone's yeah, a Thor. Thor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just you walk into the sh- <laughs> you walk in. You, there's a scene at the beginning where everybody goes into a room, and yeah. then if you're able to pick up Mjolnir, you get Thor power. You sure. move on. Yeah, I, but if, if I remember correctly, and someone's gonna have to correct me in the comments here, I don't believe all of the kids were Asgardian. They were just living I, in New Asgard. Oh, because I remember there's one line of dialogue where it's like, oh, don't worry, all of you Asgardian children. And then he's like, I'm not actually Asgardian. Oh, no, all of us are Asgardians today. (laughs) This is you're all. Yeah. okay, okay. I I take that. I'm just saying I did not pay attention to that one line of dialogue. So I'll I'll keep. Well, oh, oh, excuse, excuse us. Hello there. You've stumbled into a podcast with two yeah. old guys talking about tech, not not Marvel movies. That's a different podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Best of Our Week, where TK and I, I'm Juan, uh, we break down the tech we've been using over the last week, some of the videos we've got in the pipeline. We just hang out Absolutely. a little bit. This week seems, we're, we're, we're having to keep it on the rails, because both TK and I, we, we've got stuff to do, and <laughs> MWC is coming up. Not the MCU, gonna, MWC, the other MWC. Um, uh, we're we're going to try and keep this one back to our old school show format, closer to 90 minutes. That so never gonna, happens. We're, we're going to take the over and under by, you know, hopefully, let us know what you guys think if we're going to, how much over or under we're going to be able to hit. <laughs> so, so Michael Peppertech, I feel, wins, wins the pun war. He was too hammered. That's, that's why, that's why it didn't work. He couldn't uh, give all of his powers to the other, other, uh, to Avengers. the other Avengers. That would have, yeah, because that would have been just like, then, then the whole show would have been, you know, MCU, Thor World, or the Thor I'm universe. just saying, if we're going to get all upset about some characters being OP, like Vision or Captain Marvel, then mm-hmm. I feel like Thor also deserves to be on that list of, like, ah, I can give my powers to a bunch of kids. Like, okay, then solve some other. Pro- I, we don't need. Like, we don't need. I'm to... on vacation this week. Peace. Watch. You know, check the kid. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we don't need to to relitigate with that. So, MWC. Okay, so Michael, with, Michael's with, on fire. Sorry, he's he is he's killing it right <laughs> now. So so we are we are uh, anxious for uh, MWC. This is sort yeah. of smartphone harvest season for the first half of the year. Well, it, and I just. Yeah. I just think it's interesting because I, I, I kind of feel like I know where you were just about to go, but it's not like we've had a huge break 
before MWC. Like no. from December of last year, we've been cooking on new phones. Uh, it's so. like one after. So okay, I'll, I'll say this: Vivo and IQ have been carrying us ever since the announcement of the Agent Two, <laughs> the new SOC series. And um, I am hands down in love. So the the IQ Eleven and the Vivo X ninety Pro, which we're both rocking. Uh, slightly different versions on the iQOO 11, but that's just okay. No, it's kidding. And then, of course, yeah, no, exactly. Um, oh, well, let me see where I can find mine. Because it's like it's it's weird when you have like a table of phones, like you know, you're walking around, and yeah. you have to make sure to pick up the right phone, otherwise you'll bake a bacon embargo. And I could get into real trouble. Yeah, people will be knocking on my door. Um, no, I mean, so <laughs> for me, I've been <laughs> crazy all over the place. Uh, I mean, I'm like, I'm not even back home for like two days and I'm already going to be jetting out. So um, <laughs> long story, extremely short uh, or try to whatever. Um, I'm still exhausted from my few trips. There's a lot of things going on. And the fact of the matter is, yeah, Juan's right. We haven't had a break. Uh, we had Unpacked hit us. We had the X90 launch. We had One the Plus OnePlus 11. 11. That's a big, it's a big thing going on also with OnePlus 11 yeah. going on with the Gen 2. Um, you know, and, and then obviously we're hearing more rumors, more announcements. Xiaomi's talking about MWC. Honor's talking about MWC. It, it is really the show. I mean, CES for me used to be the it place, but then I'm realizing more and more that the reality is MWC is where everything is. It's the mobile world. For, for, for uh, again, I, I, and I'm going to feel like a, a number of us, especially folks in the chat, we're, we're looking at mobile being the hobby, right? This is what yeah. we, we enjoy. This is what we care about. Oh, and CES used to have a bigger component of that. But now I feel like CES is car tech, health tech, and potential TVs. vaporware. Oh, and TVs. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. TVs. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. essentially literally like so, um, TVs are the big thing here, uh, there. And, and vaporware, you're right. It's like things that show up in, in concept form or in teasers and then we just don't see again. Yeah. Um, but, but MWC yeah. is the legit phone show. And so oh, that's absolutely. where we're, we're getting all excited for. Oh, and, uh, and then there was the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the Oppo N2 flip as well. I was like, I totally forgot. Like, I yeah, that's that. right. Oh, right. Oppo. That, was that little, a, it, it was, it was that other trip, not that little you know. germ of a company. <laughs> no, it's like, serious. so, um, this month has been seriously like back to back like almost every week we've had uh, an announcement of sorts and i think the only reason why we don't have one this week it's because of mwc so i think everybody's yeah. going to be pushing go starting monday the 27th so if you're not familiar mm -hmm. the show itself is in barcelona it, it essentially is a um it starts on monday the 27th and i think if i'm not mistaken goes for three maybe four days um yeah, I think and, so. and essentially it's um it is the the um, basically the culmination of anything mobile related, and it does have also, obviously other things. There's car tech and there's other things, but for us, for mostly what we go for, it's mobile. So uh, uh, yeah, so Simon says Hypno, yeah, the Honor Magic VS. Uh, I keep thinking, I keep wanting to call it Versus. I, I, <laughs> I joked around I mean, with the. It's a cooler uh, name. It does. Honor Magic just, Versus. But then every time you say like you know Honor Magic Versus Camera Test, I'm like, but that's not what I went to say. Honor Magic Battery Drain. Honor I'm Magic will fight first. your camera test. Exactly. Yeah, it's like it's like it's going in fighting. Um, I'm actually excited to see what what their what their capabilities are going to be with this one over. The V that I got a chance to see at IFA, so that was one of the few yeah. things that happened last year. But um, I'm—I'll I'll be honest with you guys. I'm—I'm I'm exhausted, but I'm running on, and it's, it sounds kind of weird. I drank an energy drink at about six thirty tonight because we got <laughs> miles to go. I yeah. Once we're done with the show, I still have 
a number of, of videos that I need to start shooting and hopefully finish when I'm when I get to the event. So I'll say mm-hmm. this. There is going to be a lot of things talked about at NWC. The rumors leading up to it have a lot of skepticism going in. I'm a little bit skeptic on some of the things that we're hearing. I mean, OnePlus is talking concept. They're teasing a concept yeah. device of some sort. Um, I, I honestly, I'm hoping it's a I mean, full Is that, is that where we want to start? I mean, because we've yeah, got yeah, rumors yeah. on what is OnePlus concept. I, I, if I were better at podcasting, I would have tried to pull <laughs> some of these no, no, links. It was, um, I want to say even uh, is it Pete Lyle himself that teased the, the, pushed out the video, like a teaser video for it. I don't know if we're able to share. Well, no, I mean it's it's on the OnePlus site, so I mean I oh, feel okay, like. Yeah. Well, I was going to say because I, I, I got an I'm email not under about it. under no, no, got, any embargo. No, so. no, no. There, there's if you check, if you subscribe to the OnePlus newsletter, you probably already got an email about the OnePlus concept. It, it's they're not hiding that there is going to be a concept announcement um, <laughs> versus Orlando Magic Partnership. I like that one. Uh, Brian Glaze is killing me with that one. So here it is. Honor yeah, the versus the and the Orlando Magic Partnership. That would be great. Uh, so OnePlus 11 concept, it looks... I, so I, I here's know. here's my thing. It's like yeah. the folks at OnePlus looked at what nothing was doing with the glyphs and said, we can do lights on the back of a phone <laughs> and put some lights on the back of a OnePlus 11. Camera. And they're yeah. doing a, sort of a concept on that. I'd... I don't know. I, I, what I think is kind of funny is like, I think the glyph concept on nothing is kind of cool. Like yeah. it is a fresh twist, but it's not like we haven't had RGB phones for a while. Oh, and actually, yeah. It's not like, like RGB ever existed. Yeah. Or no, I mean, like I've got or... the razor phone in front of me. I've got the LG V50. The LG V50 had an RGB 5G indicator. Oh, like, I never knew that. The, the Korean version or the US version? With, I mean, the US version <laughs> oh, also the US had version. it too. Okay, so, okay. I mean, it's not like we haven't been playing with lights and notifications and color strips and stuff like that to yeah, decorate yeah. our phones. But but it is just kind of, you know, I, I like when OnePlus can do some concept stuff. I just wish some of that tech actually would really make it into a production device. Yeah, like the OnePlus 7T concept. Was that the one with the... Uh, so, the with, um, it was the, right the, after the Sort of an Pro. ND filter on yeah, yeah, the... Yeah. Uh, it was right yeah. after the end, uh, the the 7T Pro came out with which was the first 5G device and it was at MWC at MDC. It was actually at CES speaking of vaporware at CES. So <laughs> um we got a chance to see it we played with it and yeah see honestly I, okay so that last scene before then I honestly thought it was a watch but then no. <laughs> oh, poor OnePlus watch. I well, witnessed we the OnePlus 11 concept evolving beyond power. Whoa. I, that's not a sentence. Hey. No, that is not. It's it's. It, look, okay. Yeah. So, so we're we're seeing this we'll loop see, of, yeah. of like of continuous of what things. the phone is going to be. So I, I, I get, I'm I I always love to see a good concept device, but I, I find it a little bit more difficult to kind of get too lit up about mm-hmm. what a company might do to show off some of their more exotic tech, mm-hmm. because yeah. I think a lot of this stuff is already like. We've got to get consumers interested or excited or or at least just curious about some premium tier gear again because I someone else was asking um, about like what uh, desktop so Cedric was was asking please God let MWC bring a new desktop supported phone I got to replace this V V sixty this year and I, I mean I think for a lot of us we're feeling like 
I think we're we're seeing the evidence that we've lost the fight for premium workhouse phones really mm-hmm. being all-rounder computer replacements. Well, so yeah. I'm, I'm I think it's cool. Put lights on the back of my phone. That's fun, but I'm I'm getting a little anxious about all of the sort of devices that are fun but are missing features. Mm-hmm. And then also the the new like exorbitant or exotic technologies that don't really like change the usage of the phone. And at the same time, like we're not really getting access to all the compute power that's actually inside these. Oh, phones. absolutely. The the HN two so. is is I mean, come on, and we've said this for years, the HN2, the HN1, even the 865 and the 870 series uh, processors that we've seen yeah. around, they're all, des- I'm not going to say desktop equivalent, but like basically productivity. Oh, they're laptop grade. They're, I mean, they're laptop grade, yeah, for sure. If, Definitely. If, if we can look at a Chromebook with, you know, like A55 cores on that SOC, oh, yeah. we can easily say a, a Snapdragon 888 is laptop grade hardware compared against people that are spending like three or $400 on a laptop. I, oh. I mean, I just did that video on these, these little mini PCs. I, I did the comparison video on, uh, so Geekom, Geekom. Uh, yeah, so Geekom, yeah. Geekom sent over a little mini PC and it's got a seller on in it, but <laughs> I, I feel what they did that was kind of bold was they also sent along the new nook. Okay. And the new nook is a $400 box bare bones, mm-hmm. $400 for a seller on, seems a bit much to me when then you also need to put in the RAM, put in the the SSD and, and load up an operating system. So if you don't have a windows license, you also have to pay for that too. And that the geek arm for a seller on is like 200 bucks and it's a full pre-built packaged Mm -hmm. shipped computer that you plug in a power cable and a monitor and it turns on and you start using it. Mm -hmm. But it was hilarious. Like I'm holding this, 250-ish dollar mini PC just going like, you know, if you took a mid-ranger smartphone from two years ago and you put it on a good cooling pad mm-hmm. and you could support like video output, that two-year-old mid-ranger phone would be an order of magnitude more powerful than this Intel Celeron. So this is like, it's yeah. not even close. Well, no, but I mean, we both got a chance to play around with a, a Windows on ARM yeah, installation and with the ACX yeah. or the uh, basically the, um, oh man, uh, Microsoft called it the... SQ3. The SQ3, thank you. I, I, uh, I know it was like another acronym, uh, but yes. So the reality is we're, we are moving towards more of an ARM-based uh, you know, PC experience. Windows needs to catch up. You know, Mac obviously has been on this for the last couple of years with the M1, with the M2 series and so on. So we're seeing mm-hmm. generational improvements over mobile productivity tools being running on mobile device. I mean, yeah. SOCs that are based on ARM architecture. And I feel like what we're missing is the the company's implementation of a desktop solution. They don't want to, it's almost like they're worried about scavenging their own product line. Like Samsung mm-hmm. gives us DeX, but they don't really give us DeX to, same, to be as powerful as their Chrome OS uh, laptops. No. They don't make it as powerful as, obviously they don't well, want to make it as powerful as Windows. The, but, and, and they still make you jump through obnoxious hoops just to get basic support for things like UHD just, resolution. Exactly. Yeah. So you, to get so. the best experience on DeX, you do need to obviously be specifically using Samsung uh, devices or hardware and so on. 
but you know, with the introduction of Ready for, with the introduction of Dex, right now we're limited to those two experiences. We don't have yeah. a third party, I would say, you know, player in this game. Now, Honor, I, I will say this: Honor is still in the game. We obviously, one of the other rumors mm-hmm. we're probably going to talk about in a little bit as well is the Magic series is getting a successor. So the Magic Five series is coming out. Mm-hmm. Magic Four, both of us got a chance to play with the Magic Four Pro EMUI desktop is still. Sorry, Magic UI. I keep wanting to call it. Old habits die hard. Uh, it's a ma- it's Magic UI. Magic UI desktop is still present there. So Honor could still be a, a game a player in there. They're gaining some momentum. Um, I want to see, obviously... Actually, my biggest thing I would say is this. For the verses that we were talking about before, I would mm-hmm. love to see them incorporate a desktop solution in that system. Sure. Because of the display, because of the power that they're, you know, that they're more than likely going to be going with. Um, the V series that we saw last year was more than enough power, but it was a China only device. This one obviously is going to be global. Hopefully we'll have desktop experience. Those are the type of solutions we we are not really seeing a lot of people talking about is doing more with these processors, you know, like editing an actual video that you shot on the phone, on the phone that you shot it with, and then producing mm-hmm. it and uploading it, running LumaFusion now that we are, you know, we're getting better implementations of that, popping that on a monitor or on a TV and, you know, doing the actual work <laughs> as opposed yeah. to just scrolling, for the lack of a better term, you know, you know, TikTok and, and social media and uh, so here, yeah, the Magic 5, not the Magic, yeah, the Magic 5 series. Yeah, Magic 5 series and the Magic VS, so nice. global yeah. launch. What I love is, uh, so one of their early preview videos starts off with this quote, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic, Arthur C. Clarke. Because <laughs> it's the honor magic, get it? it so it's... Yeah. It's, so, so what he's saying is, is it's indistinguishable from this Chinese smartphone. Think, I'm Arthur C. Clarke. I'm pretty sure that's how Arthur C. Clarke talked. That's absolutely. I think that's, I've heard, I've yeah, heard some Spot on. Absolutely. Actually, that wasn't even me. We, we actually booked Arthur C. Clarke as a guest, but that's all he could say. So, so everybody, please welcome Arthur. Wait, hold on. So he's, Arthur C. Clarke. And so, it, he's especially for folks who are only catching the audio version of this stream, like, you know, you, you have no way of knowing if that's true because you just heard Arthur C. Clarke on, on the show. So he was on and he did it. <laughs> so, flex, I, you know, we, flex. we've got oh, this, crap. like, tri- I know, it was such a bad joke. <laughs> Sorry. I, I couldn't even stick the landing on it. Sorry. Um, so we've got uh, this, this uh, preview for the Honor Magic 5 series, this triangle with circles on the end. And it's th- this is going to be what the live stream is. You click on that and nothing happens because it's going to be live in three days. Um, but I did want to just <laughs> also was... kind of play through this preview here. You just messed I with us. I should probably turn the, off the, the audio. Yeah, you hit the <laughs> you hit the play button. Yeah. And mess with us. Well, I didn't know if there was anything there. But I love yeah. this, like, you know, the, the magic to rise beyond of the Bright Brothers' first flight and then the first moon landing in 1969 and human achievements... The magic to reach beyond the 1977 is the first interstellar probe to leave our solar system and telescope <laughs> magic of the because of cameras and magic. And then oh, there's man. a woman in an oxygen spacesuit as we fly through the cosmos, go beyond, beyond the, the galaxy. galaxy. Ooh. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that's a little bit. Uh, uh, that's a little bit too much right there. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Let, let's, uh, let, let's just backtrack on that. We fly through space now. Go beyond, go beyond, beyond the, the galaxy, galaxy. And witness the real magic. 
So so magic is honor is thrown some shade. And, I, and I'm here was, for it. I I I, I kind of like it. I mean, they've been doing it though. I mean, seriously, like they're they're truly gunning. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'll I'll be honest. Okay, if you watch the the Oppo the Find N2 Flip, it, and it is an amazing device. It's a great flip phone. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of things going on for it. It's a great device. But the presentation of the entire, uh, I felt like the entire launch event had a very very big theme of us versus you know the others. And it was pretty much just kind of like going beyond like it was on point. And I think what they did is they took all of the features that they felt were lacking in the flip series and in the other solutions that we have on the market. And that yeah. front display is absolutely kick ass. And I really can't wait for the integration for Spotify, WhatsApp. I mean, think about this one, a front facing display that you can if you're using WhatsApp, obviously, that you use WhatsApp on respond to messages, queue up your music list and not even have to open the phone like that to me is is a function thing. You're making yeah. form and function work together, um, and hopefully we'll see what they're doing. So obviously here we're looking. Is that the VS or or is that the V? No, I think this is the V. So it's so I, okay. I'll say this. I really hope they do bring in. Oh no, the maybe it is the VS. Oh, this Unfold is the VS. Yeah, that is the VS. I, I'm that sorry, I had that wrong. I didn't. I didn't think that they had put together their full um, pre-order page. Okay. So this this is apparently live. Um, so this I, is... I haven't I haven't been paying attention. I'm sorry. I've been so busy. No 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 no. I, I'm <laughs> dude. I'm totally with you. I didn't even five thousand. Wow. Okay. All the specs. Almost. I think. So oh, that's a, the hinge. A, a new gearless hinge. So that's pretty fancy. Ooh, look at that. Gearless. Vaporware. Is that vaporware? No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> you <laughs> nerd. This is just kind of went up like vapor. But no, so no gears, but it's it's like a pretty cool looking hinge. A okay, single okay. piece casting process technology. Ooh, look at that. Okay. It does look okay. really I mean again their their animations here are flipping gorgeous. Oh no, absolutely. This this could be the next Transformer movie and we just don't know you don't even know it's a I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, We just need to add the Transformer sound so to that. I, let me tell you, with 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 all of the gadgets that we've been playing with, all I want to do is just play with Robot Optimus while I still have him before I have to send him back. He's he's gotta go back soon and I'm just like Oh are you kidding me? I have me? not I thought... done enough with Robot Optimus. So I might just do a whole series of videos like can I make Robot Optimus pop and lock? And instead of <laughs> reviewing phones, that's just going to be what my channel is for a week. Oh my god! <sighs> oh my. Okay. Well, so it looks like at least good night sleep timer reduced the strain. Obviously, large device. So yeah, sorry. Back on okay, the, the, the Magic story. VS, it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a bunch of screen technologies, and I mean, I, I I get it. This is all cool stuff. I, I guess I still feel like it, very similar to some of my criticisms with uh, the Z Fold. Mm-hmm. Is I want to see, I want to see manufacturers giving us some better use cases for a more fragile tablet that costs more than a phone and a tablet put together. Mm-hmm. Especially given that we know that this is going to be substantially difficult, more difficult to repair. Hugh Jeffries just did a video like, "Hey, you know, folding screens are kind of nifty, but like this is basically." Yet another ratcheting of planned obsolescence. Right oh no, now. absolutely. Even uh, um, my, uh, sorry, uh, Michael Fisher, Mr. Mobile, uh, just got, got posted. I think yesterday, talking about how uh, he had to go replace the the display or the screen protector on his Z Flip Three and Z Flip Four. It, it is. Yeah. It, it, it's a moving part. It's a it's a piece of hardware that traditionally has never moved, and we're still in, yeah. as you said in the past, in an experimental <laughs> yes. phase. 
and sure. we're still trying to so, figure out what is the best solution. I'm I'm not going to tamp down because I have a pair of Surface Duos, so I'm on board experiments and being a beta tester and paying mm-hmm. to be a beta tester. But one of the things that I landed on with Duos, I really liked the glass displays. There are other fragile bits on a Duo that you really have to be careful with, and the hinges can also be kind of fragile. It's not like you're free from damage through abuse, but the thing that I was most concerned about was abuse to the display, which is the main failure point of a folding phone. So I'm I'm just still a little anxious about what we're trying to accomplish because mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really cool when I can fold up a tablet and put it in my pocket. But at the same time, I really wish I could just engage with at least the basic Android desktop mode and a pair of glasses or a portable monitor or some other type of display. Mm-hmm. And then I would have a normal phone in my pocket that could then be expanded through a strategic accessory anytime I wanted. This 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 looks so cool. Having played with the duo, like we're looking at this Honor Magic VS, mm-hmm. it looks awesome. It yeah. really looks cool. I, I want to know where where are these new services, new features, new experiences? Why will this be better than a glass screen dual display or mm-hmm. a combination of a powerful mid range phone and a decent tablet? And that's where I'm. I'm still finding the, but where is it? Give me the, just give me the the hint of what this well, is supposed I, I, to ab- do. Absolutely. It, for me, I honestly, I never did get a chance to play long enough with the V at, back at EFI. It was literally a matter of about five minutes, maybe five or 10 minutes. It was myself and Tank Curl, uh, uh, Miriam Jouar. Mm-hmm. We went outside. We were tag teaming, trying to take some shots. And I shot a whole maybe 10 minutes worth of B-roll that I never got a chance to put together for anything because I could just... MWC last year for me was very quick. I was I was there with Realme and it was very... Um, I, I will call it... Uh, it was very organized to a point where we really had almost no time the day, first day at MWC. Mm-hmm. And I really got it. And then the second day, obviously, that's when I was able to go to the show. But it, this is exciting. It's nice to see that they're finally coming up with the, uh, to the global market. Um, I really wished that OnePlus was going to announce some type of concept of going in globally yeah. with a foldable. We're waiting OnePlus. You know, Oppo's, <laughs> Oppo's on the second generation of the N2 and, and, you know, and a flip and you're either way. Um, but we'll I, see. I mean, I, I totally appreciate where Oppo is probably going to be ultra conservative with OnePlus. OnePlus has now become an almost no margin label. Mm-hmm. So there is no point in putting together an expensive OnePlus right now. At this point, I think it's more about realistically how much they can pack in for the price point that they're shooting for. And I feel like that's where the 11 is kicking up from. It's it's seriously... Like, I mean, with the sales that they're doing right now, too, like uh, getting the the higher storage and, and RAM for the price of the entry level, I think those are some some crazy sales. Like, you'd be, it's hard Although, to pass on. I, I do want to highlight this. I was not familiar with this camera spec. So the Honor VS, excuse me, okay. the Honor Magic VS yeah. has a 54 megapixel IMX 800 main camera. I didn't know what the IMX 800 is. The IMX 800 is a 1 over 1.1 inch sensor. 1.1, okay. According to what I can look up online, this is a hair larger than the sensor that was in the Xiaomi 
Mi 11 Ultra. Wow. And it's okay. going to be on the back of a foldable. And that's, that, the, primary, and that's the primary shooter. That's going so to be the one this is a, a significantly larger main camera sensor than what's on a Galaxy Note 23 or a Pixel 7 Pro. That's kind of interesting. I don't know that I've seen any I uh, foldable manufacturer hit that big on a camera sensor. Not 50. Okay, so... Um, At least if I'm the, reading this correctly, I, I, I wonder... Now, now you're making me wonder. Okay, so now because I this want to pull it, up... If, if I look up the specs on this, it was... Oh, wait, no. I think that they might have this wrong. So this this looks like they they were... Uh, the, the site I was looking at had conflated the IMX800 with something else. Okay. I was gonna... Okay, so this this might still be pretty big, but it might only just be a one over one point four nine. So it would okay. be just a teeny tiny bit larger than the Galaxy S twenty three, and it would be really close to the main sensor on the OnePlus ten Pro and the OnePlus nine Pro, which would still be yeah. pretty good. Sorry, I got real excited there because it, it there were like three stories back to back about how the IMX eight hundred was going to be. Like, one of the biggest sensors that Sony has ever made, but they got it wrong. <laughs> I, we got excited. No, it, I, Well, I mean, I'm sure it'll still be one of the better cameras available on a foldable. I mean, if you think about it, they're using, yeah. they're trying to really leverage making this as a, I think one of the, the biggest thing that we are, we're really going to see here is Honor's foray into the foldable market, but also Honor's trying to one-up some of the other options on the market. They, they went with the, yeah. with the fold design. They didn't go with the uh, with the N2 or the N-series design mm-hmm. or more of the smaller, more compact. So I, we'll have to see. Again, for me, from last year's spending time with it for a little bit, it seemed decent. It wasn't that the lighting wasn't so great and we were outdoors. There was no no real subject to take any pictures with it. It was primarily us in literally in the side building of one of the big uh, halls. And we were taking and I was trying to shoot a picture of uh, some of the residential areas next to the MWC uh, Fiera there. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see how things are. I think overall between Honor um, and Xiaomi, obviously, to going in there with the concept phone with OnePlus, we're not going to be short on content as far as what is going to be exciting. And hopefully we'll yeah. be able to get there. I mean, my goal essentially is to get some time with it, see what, what we can do. So I'm going to try to talk as much as I can with some of the PR people there. Um, I did get invited to the uh, to the launch event since I was going. I, nice. I did reach out. So we'll, we'll, we'll have some ground floor, I would say, ground floor conversations going on. But I'm surprised. Like they really put out all the specs out there. I mean, they're not. I mean, not specs. Yeah, but like, I, for like, the most part, th- this is this is this has been announced. And Gavaletta, yeah, yeah. like, got got the confirmation. He he looked it up and saw one over one point four nine. Also, okay, so it is then. It then, but that's still that's. Still, I mean, again, now I'm now I'm doing that backtracky thing. Like that's still that's still pretty good for foldable. Um, I have been super spoiled. I, I, like the brief tangent that I want to go on has just been yeah. how disappointing it's been to see techies who should know better, mm-hmm. like kind of hand waving and shrugging off advances like the one inch camera sensor. And you're yeah, like, right. I get it. You have an audience that's in North America that doesn't get to play with a it's Xiaomi a or a Vivo that, but that doesn't mean you dismiss it. Oh, well, I mean, like, I saw someone say that the S23 Ultra had better image stabilization because it had a smaller sensor. And you're like, that's kind of a stupid thing to say. 
It's yeah. like it's just kind of dumb. Like I, I th- that's fine. But then when you've got other techies who have had a lot of experience with this kind of photography and shooting video, and they're telling you that that's not correct, to then just, well, I mean, it's just an opinion. And you're like, no, my opinion is born out of experience and having updated my my book on smartphone photography for almost five years now. No, over five years now. Yeah, I, I know more <laughs> than that person who's trying to make that look like it's a thing that smaller sensors are better for video. Like, if that were true, then we should all use tiny sensors because they would be even easier to stabilize. Except that's not on the on the eight megapixel or the four. Why not? But no. Or yeah, go down to like you know the, a tiny, teeny, tiny little Omnivision sensor, like a quarter inch sensor. Let's do that, because that's going to be way easier to stabilize. To stabilize, absolutely. Except what you see in video is almost exclusively the benefit of software stabilization. So if you have software stabilization Mm -hmm. on a one-inch sensor and software stabilization on a 1 over 1.3-inch sensor, it's not going to be profoundly different. It's going to be about the same. So I think I, the, I just had to get that off space. my chest. No, no, no. It's not only that though. When you when you use a, a device that has a one inch sensor, you have to adapt your photography style to understand how the camera. Yeah. Well, no. So the biggest thing I, I got when I first got the X ninety Pro was that um, you know you have to also understand the the, the depth of field that you're working with. It, it's, sure. it's a shallower depth of field. You can't oh, just yeah. basically move around and everything is going to be beautifully and perky. So when you're shooting video, when you're shooting content, and you're trying to focus on things. You have to methodically approach the photography, the video, or the video portion of the uh, of the experience. Photography overall, I feel like it's still, I think like light year better. Vivo just does so much better with I think their processing that it's it's just so amazingly at present like right when you're done taking the picture you could see exactly what you're doing um, but i can tell you at the beginning when i first yeah. got it i was missing focus so many times yeah because i it, it's it's different I, I you know when you're used to a like a i'm not gonna say a pixel 6a but like a pixel or some of the other devices that that don't have as, as shallow a depth of field and they're able to have you're able to lock focus much faster and sure. you typically get used to that oh yeah i'm there it's there it's it's fine it's fine and then you take this picture and you come back and like oh i was focused on the thing behind the thing no, I, like that, that I think is totally fair. And that's yeah, yeah. also why I keep saying if you genuinely are one of these average people who pull, I, I don't know, what, what do I have here in front of me? I need to find an average person phone. Also a phone that hasn't. That so so here, here's like my Poco, my Poco, one of my Poco X series phones. And you, 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 the way that tech reviewers talk about average people is that you sort of fumble with this thing out of your pocket and you like just sort of take one photo, yeah. like without even tapping to focus on the screen, you just push the shutter button and then you immediately upload that to Instagram. And that's average consumer photography. But if you genuinely are that person, and I'm, I'm not trying to yuck your yum, I'm just trying to say the phone you should own is a Pixel 6a. Mm-hmm. And I mean that profoundly. Not just because, oh, Google, Team Pixel, and fanboys, and my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what TK was just describing. The Pixel 6a actually has one of the smallest camera sensors in a phone of its class. Like a $300 Poco is going to have a 1 over 1.56 inch sensor. The Pixel 6a has a 1 over 2.55 inch type sensor. You will get a longer depth of field. So there will be less blur 
per distance, more of that person's face and friends will be in focus. Yeah. If you take up a, a, a Vivo, uh, if you take a one-inch camera sensor and you line up three of your friends, but they're at an angle, mm-hmm. the first person's going to be crystal clear, the second person's already going to be falling out of focus, and the third person's just going to be like kind of monster Dude. movie blur. Yeah, you're like, were you there? Were you even in the picture, bro? Right. Just no, a right. ghost of your friend Ted. <laughs> you, 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 once you start using those, you gotta get you gotta practice making sure everybody's at the same focus. On the same plane. Yeah, yeah, like when you're talking with everybody, it's like, okay, everybody's lined up. No, Jeff, I told you to stop standing behind Rick and stand next so, to him. And I want your nose to so be the same level. Twin focus saying I've actually seen people take photos like that. I and I don't mean one person standing on one plane and then another person standing three feet behind them and then another person standing no, three we're, feet we're, behind we're them. We're talking, they're I holding mean, each other, but one is Shoulder to shoulder to shoulder. If you're yeah, at an yeah, angle, yeah. a one-inch sensor is going to be blurring that third person Absolutely. pretty significantly. So, <laughs> it, so it's the tool. It's I, what it's but, intended to do. But, but we can't get there because techies don't actually educate on photography. They go, what has a DxO score and has the prettiest colors and really it's the most popular phone on YouTube that will make me the most money. It's and, the that's, yes. and that's the big problem. And, and, no, no, and so if someone goes up to you and says, a Samsung's going to have better video because it's going to be better stabilized because it's using a larger sensor, you can reply with, but software stabilization is going to perform the same task on all sensor sizes, but... Software stabilization needs good data to mm-hmm. match frames and smooth out movement. And don't you think larger sensors with larger pixels and better ISO noise would do a better job of fueling a software stabilization algorithm than a smaller sensor? Because once the image gets noisier and grainier, the software is going to have a harder time lining up the details frame to frame to frame to frame to smooth out that that video. Yep. You get the pixelation, you get the little bit of a paint oil painting starting to show up. Yep. You know, and then you start hitting it with even more aggressive noise reduction filters and it just starts looking splotchy and sort of medium or challenging lighting conditions. And you don't mm-hmm. have those situations on one inch type sensors. They're just, just so much better. <laughs> this is why I, 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 I'm hoping, my hope is that with this year, obviously the X90 is already out, the X90 Pro, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. the X90 Pro Plus is out in China. Uh, we obviously have the Xiaomi 13 series that's going to be launching. Yeah, that, some, that's our transition. Yeah. I'm going to get the side up here. Let me let me stop sharing this screen, but but keep, keep on that thread because I'll yeah, keep no. talking about cameras for like another hour. Well, I mean, no, along the, along the same lines, I mean, the biggest thing that we're, I'm excited about, last year, there was few options available on the market. I mean, obviously, we had Sony that used the one-inch sensor, but then they did a little bit of a crop on it based on the space limitations that they had on the back of the Pro-I, uh, which surprisingly, we haven't actually heard any about anything We're still yet on the Pro-I 2 or the Pro, Pro-I-I, whatever the successor is. But Xiaomi's coming up now with a successor, and I'm not calling it the successor to the 12s Ultra, since that that's the one you have already. That was, I feel like, in in your yeah. opinion, I feel like that was the one you you were so you know head over heels on that one with big um, time, you know. It, and and I totally justifiable. Once I once I got my hand on the X90 Pro, I was like, oh my god! Like prior to that, it was the X70 Pro Plus, but then now I have to retire and then move on to the goodness. <laughs> and it's seriously, it's it's replaced so much of my tech it, and it has colored so much of my coverage on devices when I'm traveling that I don't really feel like I need to travel with a DSLR. I could totally do my content. Like seriously, MWC, I am not taking a DSLR with me. 
I am covering the entire thing with mobile devices. The X90 Pro is going to be my main camera. Um, I was I'll, a I was ahead of the curve because I was I was doing that with the LG V30 and I, I was with you on the LG V30 at CES. We we I was on the vlog, but I remember there was one other phone, one of the Huawei's, and I want to say it was the P50. No, not the P50. No, the the, the um, what? You, what was the one that had the metal textured back? Was that the P? That wasn't the, the P20. It might have been the P10. Maybe because I was going to be the P20 was a very sleek, colorful. I was at their launch event for that one. The P30, I wasn't. And I want to say the so P30. it might have been. So I think the P10 and the LG V30 were the phones that pushed me over into not always carrying. And part of that was, OK, so I was at Pocket now yeah. and they wouldn't pay to replace my camera when the sensor, um, the, the, the sensor filter busted. Oh, okay. So, so I mean, like, I was taking care of my Samsung. It was one of those Samsung NX it was mirrorless back when you were cameras. Still doing, I remember, yeah, you used to be on yeah. Samsung system before. Yeah. Oh, man, <laughs> I miss Samsung NX so much. Samsung broke my heart there, too. Um, so, so yeah, uh, Pocket Now wouldn't pay to replace my camera. They're like, oh, well, I mean, you're technically an independent contractor. And they're like, yeah, but this damage and the insurance and, oh, man, you guys. So I shot for a while on like v30s and that that i think it was the p10 and uh so then when i started traveling i was like i'm not gonna carry expensive gear because you guys aren't gonna cover it unless you want to buy me a camera Mm -hmm. and that's when we moved over into panasonic gear because they bought me like the least expensive camera that could shoot 4k video that they could find so sorry short story incredibly long long. i have the notes up on the xiaomi 13 from android authority so we can at least take a look at that (laughs) Um, but but uh, to your point, TK, it's like I was ahead of the curve on on trying to go all phone, but now yeah. I genuinely feel it is the better, more accessible, and more discreet tool than yeah. packing a ton of camera gear, and you oh, end absolutely. up with reasonably similar quality. I, I think the the main key point, obviously, is going to be lighting. It's all about lighting and framing. Oh, and for sure. The 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 reality is. Uh, you know, don't, don't, I mean, even most DSLRs, depending on what you're using for, for taking pictures or videos in low light, it's going to be a challenging environment. But the way the X90 Pro Plus performed at CES when I was at the Samsung booth trying to shoot the, the new G9 monitor with RGBs and low Samsung blue lighting and everything flickering yeah. and all of that stuff. And it was on point, like as if I was like it's holding so a good. camera with light. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it was crazy. Once you start seeing the the performance and how the low light performance starts coming in, the color science, the stabilization, and you again you practice with the device and you live with it. Coming from an X70 Pro Plus, I was comfortable with the Vivo system, the ecosystem. Yeah, I knew how to handle it. I know how to turn on Zeiss mode. I was even experimenting with Dolby Vision. Unfortunately, we don't have that on the Pro <laughs> ni- on the X90 Pro, but yeah. it, it was very. It's very exciting to see this this much leap forward in tech. And it is reasonably, actually reasonably priced if you think about it, when you think about like using this as a primary camera or carrying oh, yeah. like an entire DSLR with a lens kit or saving yourself some space, being super mobile, not needing, you know, tripods or whatever. I mean, you may want to get like a gorilla pod or something like that, but mm-hmm. I, I'm actually not even going to carry my, because for the longest time, I know we, I was talking to you about the Ulanzis and stuff like that. I couldn't pick up the Ulanzi. I can't afford the Ulanzi at this point. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a lot. Just, there's, a, there's a lot going on. It, it's a Although, decent, if, it's if a, you, yeah, it's if you had worked out with me, 
I could have let you borrowed my Yulon Z. I know, I know. It, I, I would have had all the I... plates and stuff for it. We could have worked <sighs> that out so that you could have just had it and used it. I'm just saying. It's not this like you don't you have a friend. Then. No, no but not... I mean, like, back and forth. It's not like I've not borrowed gear from you in the past. So anyway. Oh, no, no, I know. The I Xiaomi know. 13 I... series. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Shames me, puts me in my corner, and lets me shut up. And they're like, and the 13th series, TK. So Let's talk I, I just, about I just, that. I just, I just want to show, show this off. Yeah, I yeah. feel like some of the design, because it's not like there hasn't already been some coverage of Xiaomi from the Chinese-released phones. We're oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This the is, international. Uh, this is the international variant. Slice, uh, but but I, I, I just want to show here, real, not, not you. That's oh, not what I want to show. Um, so this is the Xiaomi 12T. Come on, focus, focus. Bam! There. There we go. Yeah. yeah. So this is the 12T, and I think this uh-huh. is a fine-looking phone. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's not really remarkable, and it looks kind of plasticky. It's a T-series phone. Yeah, yeah. To immediately go into what the 13 looks like. I would never have pegged those as being the same manufacturer. This looks radically it's like evolved machine, yeah, the machine, over the 12 cheating on this. Oh, this is the, wait, was that the 13 Pro up on top? I'm sorry. The so that the was 13? the 13. This is the 13 here, just the yeah, standard yeah. 13. I think this was the 13 oh, was Pro, the Pro up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But obviously there's a little iPhone inspiration for the flat sides again. I, 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 I'm kind of fine with that. But this... Sorry. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Nobody's copying yes. iPhone. And, Nobody's copying and, iPhone. And that Stop. that that too. You're absolutely <laughs> correct. Um, but but I just mean like the entire organization of the camera module into the flat sides into the flat screen on the more premium products. I'm here for this. This has me a little more lit up than where we left Xiaomi off with the 12T. The like I well, really want to see a 13 Ultra. So like, that's because I love I'm my really 12s they come Ultra. Out of, this is what I'm at. like. So, when did the 12s Ultra come out? Was it summer or late? Um, I want to say you didn't have summer into fall. I want to say, fall. yeah, it was later in the year. I was so yeah. I haven't heard anything. There's no rumors, obviously. There's you know, vaporware, I guess, if you want to talk about that, but mm-hmm. it would be an amazing launch event for them to, if like, okay, here's our 13 series and stuff like that, and then suddenly say, oh, by the way, we have a little one teaser more for thing. you, and one more thing, let me show you. And then they pull out a 13 Ultra, and I was like, oh my God. Like, seriously, it's, it's that level of, um, I, I don't know why I'm, I, I fanboy so much on design and stuff like that, but it is truly mm-hmm. like one of the few aspects that kind of draws your eyes to a te- piece of tech. I have in, in the recent year, and I think we covered this last week with the, you know, the fact that, you know, pixels putting more money into their budget design and so on. For I've sure. seen more pixels on the market. Pixel seven and pixel seven pros are popping up yep. everywhere. Like on my short trip to New oh, York, yeah. I saw six Pixel Seven, and I'm not talking about our tech friends. I'm talking about actual I saw, people using. Them. I saw yet another parent. My my daughter had her science fair today, so she did a full presentation on her science fair project in front of her class. I could not have been more proud of her. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was discussing like sample sizes and the results of her fingerprinting study and how she doesn't feel she she uh, proved her hypothesis. I mean, like. I know I, I, every parent feels their kid is special, but like I was having a moment just sort of outside myself of like, mm-hmm. 
she could be a little engineer if she decides she wants to be. She's already got the the ability to present information in front of other people without being super self-conscious about it. But anyway, um, the uh, I got sidetracked on what I was going to say. It was basically you saw somebody with a pixel. Oh, and that yet another parent. So I saw another parent with a Pixel 6a and another parent with a Pixel 7. So yeah. the not the 7 Pro. Mm-hmm. Like... My kid's school is becoming pixel central um, for this neighborhood. Obviously, the majority of parents are out there with iPhones, sure. But where I I saw, I used to see a lot more Samsungs. I'm seeing fewer and fewer Galaxies in the Android holders and more pixels with the Android holders, which is which is kind of remarkable. It it not only is it remarkable, but it's also showcasing the lever. The uh, I, I guess. It's all about publicity and getting people to know that your tech exists. This is really it's it's the word of mouth. We're trying to do this with our content. We're trying to I mean in many in many ways educate and also share that there are other options or other solutions available for for mobile photography, for devices, smartphone yeah. options. And I think that was the biggest thing that Samsung and that was Samsung's biggest uh, foray into this. It was how much money they threw into advertising. They became the de facto because nobody was competing with them. Now that yeah. you know Google's putting in some money behind it, and you start seeing ads like at the Super Bowl, you're seeing ads on, on around it, you know, shot on Pixel, fixed on Pixel. So a lot of these little things are starting to catch up, and I feel like that's the exciting part. I guess what I'm trying to say is, um, you know, Xiaomi may have released some of this. Obviously, there's a lot of improvements in here. There's some technologies. The Agent Two, I'm sure, is going to be doing fantastic there. Yeah. The biggest thing I probably will say is. How are they going to handle the, you know, the color science, the processing level on that one inch sensor or the capabilities that they're talking about? You know, I, the 13 Pro, is it I gonna... like, I like Leica. So the Xiaomi 12S Ultra with a one inch sensor versus the Vivo X90 Pro with a one inch sensor, that fight between Leica and Zeiss mm-hmm. is really interesting because the 12s ultra is a very conservative shooting phone mm-hmm. when you go into leica authentic it is very calm like there is very little ratcheting of the hdr effect or vibrance applied to the photos okay but it's night mode is not particularly impressive. It doesn't have any kind of stacked computational RAW, like super RAW. Mm-hmm. It's not pushing the sensor aggressively in that AI software kind of way. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely think that the Vivo, if, if you're kind of looking at a more camera style output, like if we were comparing Sony and Samsung, this is a similar kind of aesthetic. Sony is very, very camera-like. Samsung is very, let's get you immediately uploading to social media. Vivo's processing is mind-bogglingly good. Yeah. But it doesn't land the more authentic photograph like the Xiaomi will. But if you're in the middle of trying to shoot video in a press event with mixed lighting, like... You want the the HDR slathered on. You want the, the highlights and low. You, well, you, you want the color process. Yeah, you want to yeah, you. minimize the amount of work that you have to do because you're probably on a on a on a on a very specific timetable. You're, yeah. you're not going to have enough time to be able to. If so, it, it, it guess it depends on really. This is why we we say there is a tool for every. There's a tool for there's a purpose for every tool kind of a situation. Oh sure. Uh, pick the right tool for what you need. I feel like 
So I'll be honest with you. I never got a chance to play with the 12S Ultra, mostly because Juan wouldn't let it out of his hand. That's the reality of the story. I kept I'm saying, just, okay, so that, that's totally on me because I did say like, <laughs> hey, man, I got to get this phone in your hands. No, and I then know, I kept I needing it. <laughs> I, it's, no, no, don't get me wrong. I, I totally would have been the exact same situation had you, had you said, I mean, honestly, when how long did it take for me to be able to try to get the X70 Pro Plus back around? Like you, you let me play with it at CES last year. Yeah. Fell in love with it, and then you took it back, and then like five months later, so, I finally so, got it back. Yeah, I mean, the only reason you got the X seventy was because, because I got the X eighty. No, no, I no, no, absolutely. I am by <laughs> by no means am I trying to to throw shade. No, um, the the reality is, um, you know, for us, these are tools. This is a production mm-hmm. tool. This is this is something that you need to be able to, like as you said, you, you're going at a show, you're at an event. Which camera do you take with you? Which one is going to get you that shot that you need with the least amount of work so that you can move on to the next thing that you're doing? MWC for me, when I'm looking at a show like MWC, CES, IFA, these are very hectic, very fast-paced environments yeah. where you're in, you're barely in for like five, 10 minutes, whatever, you're jumping on to the next thing, but you want to be able to capture the content and not have to second guess yourself. I think when it comes down to the 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 color science and so on i like i said once i get a chance to play a little bit more with the uh with the uh the leica uh, more present presence in there um we'll have to kind of see the experience but x90 so far for me has been that type of solution i get in i get it done i get out that's how it did it for me at uh at uh at, uh, sorry at ces uh earlier this month uh, not this mm-hmm. month, last month i was just so surprised of how well it was doing it and how great the processing was and even yeah. better the low light video production it's that so it was good. doing so when i saw that i was like oh my god i need to figure out how to get the x90 pro plus and it just happened obviously the x90 pro lines in my lap and it was like yay <laughs> you know like it's christmas all over it, so know, we so. we have a couple we have a couple like Sorry. comments yeah, yeah, yeah. and questions here no 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 it's good um yeah. farhan i think we're all hoping that uh he writes i just hope that xiaomi can start giving us usb3 with wired video output it's criminal for the we 12s need, ultra to need, not have it yeah we need video it output. hurts so bad and again a vivo x90 pro you can plug a display into that and it's so handy for for kind of augmenting the use of the phone Absolutely. i also wanted to uh to comment on this one here real quick from michael michael pepper tech what prevents manufacturers from using one sensor and multiple lenses and just moving the sensor inside the body from behind one lens to another so that would sony. be a really cool idea mm-hmm. sony has a more kind traditional um zooming lens like the lens elements actually move so that you so have they, they did a it real with the lens, telephoto yeah, the lens moved as opposed to the camera sensor i think the problem would be if you had one sensor that moved behind different lenses that would be a much larger architectural challenge to have the sensor moving internally well you, you'll also need a bigger then, chamber for the sensor or you have to use a smaller sensor. And I think you would have to oh. sacrifice more of the space for the motorized assembly line, the movement, because mm-hmm. then you'd also have to have one sensor that fits comfortably on three different focal lengths of lenses. So you wouldn't be able to put in, you could maybe do a periscope, mm-hmm. but I was your thinking ability... you're actually mounting them sideways now at this point. You're no longer facing up you're actually mounting them sideways with a reflector to try to push yeah. up so you can have the, the or, or a prism yeah exactly yeah, the prism side yeah yeah 
So I don't think we could do it, though, with a one-inch sensor. When we look at how much depth is required to properly put a wide-angle lens, a 23-millimeter lens is pretty wide. Mm -hmm. And that's the 23-millimeter equivalent lens is really wide. And even with that, on a one-inch sensor, we've got these almost double phone width camera bulges on the backs of our phones. You wouldn't be able to get a good quality ultra wide on there unless you also had a cavernous like a large piece of glass or would you be able to get a really functional telephoto on that one sensor so you'd have to use a smaller sensor and if you're going to pay that much money Mm -hmm. i don't know that you end up with a better photography experience because that's going to be a really expensive phone to have that kind of internal machining with movable parts and but you'd have it, to do it with a much, much smaller sensor. Didn't, didn't Xiaomi show up um, a, an accessory for the 12S Ultra, which was a, uh, an yeah. actual camera attached, a lens So it wasn't. That, that, that was, that was a, a, concept a concept phone. Concept. They, never, they never made it. So the concept <laughs> phone on that Xiaomi, the 12S, do I have my 12S Ultra here? So the, the 12S Ultra concept had the one-inch sensor in the middle, Okay. Which it's not actually in the middle on the 12S, uh, 12S no, Ultra. That's actually the, the ultra wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the entire ring around the camera assembly was a lens mount that you would attach the lens to. But it didn't really function like a regular smartphone camera without the lens bolted on, as far as I know. It, it changed the mechanics, um, so but yeah. It, it, was, it was a cool concept, but it was like, can we turn a phone into an interchangeable lens system? And like, yeah, we can totally do that. But what I what I would hope to see instead is maybe some manufacturers putting more effort into first party accessories. Like I want I want a um, an anamorphic lens that will fit on these one inch type sensors because even my my Beast Grip um, has a larger anamorphic lens because they kind of designed it around the new iPhone 14 Pro Max. And the sort their 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 main phones are iPhone and Galaxy, so that that anamorphic lens is built for the one over one point three inch type sensors, mm-hmm. and it kind of works on a Vivo or on my Xiaomi, but not really. And you get a lot of fringing, and you get a lot of um, vignetting at the corners of your frame. Um, what I would love is for Xiaomi to come out and say like, "Hey, we built this this badass one inch type sensor phone." Here is a case that then attaches filters and lens assemblies. You want a fisheye lens for your one-inch type sensor? We can make you this big old bulbous fisheye lens, and you can use that. And, and Xiaomi used to do things like that. I have a lens kit from Xiaomi that had the little clip-on. Like, it had the little spring. You know, you would, mm-hmm. like, literally clip the, the lens onto the front of your camera. But those are all way too small now for a modern smartphone lens. No, I, and I think so. Jose is also mentioning that there was a it was a two with two and one uh, two one inch sensors, one on the side and one that was completely. Open oh, for the, okay. For the so I had lens. that wrong. Jose has, I think, I'm, I'm pretty sure Jose has that right. Where what the one inch sensor that we usually use was on the phone, and then a second one inch sensor was used for the lens mount. So you could pop the lens off. And still and use, use it, in, it like a regular phone, 
but then, okay, so yeah, I think Jose has that right. I think I, I had that wrong. Two, two one inch sensors. So that was why it was concept. They're like, we're not at the age of two one inch sensors because right now we're barely getting, we're trying to say like, we need more one inch sensors. We need more of that IMX 989, but no, not dual IMX 989s. No, it would, it would be. Like, we need anyone to bring a one inch sensor to the United States. Like if Sony doesn't do it, then I think it's going to be another I, year. I, so I really before hope we Sony, get the sensor Sony brings it with, keeps it in, in their next generation of cameras although the leaks are are obviously indicating a very different conversation with the uh with the xperia one series but obviously you know the pro i the pro i was a proof saying that they were able to try to bring it in i'm hoping maybe they 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 sacrifice a little bit on the on the thickness of the phone and they give us full potential and i feel like that's also something that they need to kind of uh look into so you know okay (laughs) it's got the x80 oh congrats man uh, twin folk text i'm sorry that was that was congrats on that Mm -hmm. one so uh, We'll, we'll have to see. You're right. The game, the market, we know Samsung's not going to do it. Samsung's doubling down on their 200 megapixel camera. And to a certain point, I think, you know, numbers, the, the number of megapixels are going to start changing the, the approach of how you look at the camera sensor. More pixels doesn't necessarily mean better camera. Sony's proved that a year over year with their 12 inch, with, with their twelve megapixel cameras and yeah. uh, focusing on bigger pixels because that's the best, excuse me, that's the better way uh, of, of doing it and keeping it realistic to a camera experience. The one-inch sensor is just a, a, a flexibility that we haven't seen before on mobile photography. Very few devices have it. Right now, it looks like Europe is getting it. Um, Exxon mm-hmm. Pro obviously was launched. Hopefully, the, uh, the series, the Xiaomi, 19, sorry, Xiaomi 13, not the 19 uh, series. <laughs> <laughs> it's too many names and numbers, and it's, yeah, it's, it's so hard to keep, to keep track of everything in it your is brain. Acronyms, numbers, and so on. So it looks like they're already two ahead of us, or they will be two ahead of us at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping for a pro series from Sony this year that does showcase that yeah. and then provides us that experience. So um, Farhan the, had a, had a comment here about, um, speaking of Sony, I think Sony doesn't have to make a bespoke one inch sensor for the Xperia pro. I just take the existing 20.1 megapixel sensor from the RX 100 and put a 24 millimeter effective focal length. So that's what got Sony into trouble on the original pro. I was using, I forget they, what sensor it was. It was the RX 100. It was the no, RX 100 sensor. But that was a three by two aspect ratio sensor mm-hmm. that I believe only sharp has ever used the full surface area of that sensor. That's true. But when you start mounting that kind of gear into a phone and you're like you were saying, you're trying to minimize the depth of that camera bulge that mm-hmm. sticks out the back. And I think that was um, the biggest thing. Yeah. We, we didn't have glass. Sony has been making sensors and we've been playing around with some of these other solutions and 1 over 1.3 is actually getting to be pretty popular now. So it's not difficult to find the glass to mount that on a phone. With this partnership with Xiaomi, Sony has made a proper for a phone one inch type sensor at the same aspect ratio as our other phone sensors, a four by three. Um, it's actually closer in um, in evolution to a micro four thirds cameras, four three, four by three. Um, that that's where we really need to go. With a squarer sensor, you make better use of a circular lens, mm-hmm. and yeah. it, it's I I do believe it's easier to mount. Our glass isn't fundamentally different than a one over one point three inch sensor. You just need a bit more glass, but the design and the functionality and the lens elements 
are pretty well understood. So really what I hope Sony will do, if they're going to do anything bespoke, it's not that it's going to be a different sort of line of sensors. I hope they can just take a 989 mm-hmm. and, and deliver an Exmor version of it so that we get high-speed readout so that we can get 4K at 120 frames per second. That, that was that's, one of that's, my... Yeah. That's the only tweak. I mean, Sony and Xiaomi have already proven the concept, as far as I'm concerned. And Vivo has taken it and, and delivered something unique and exciting as well. Mm-hmm. We don't need to prove the one-inch camera sensor anymore. It's done. It's ready, and consumers can really benefit from this. The only thing is I hope Sony would put one little twist on it just for themselves. And they care about 4K 120. This would be the perfect platform to make a really expensive IMX 989X more that can really do that high-speed readout. And I think that's the biggest the biggest challenge, just getting it to be as flexible as what they've been doing before. But we have to keep in mind that what they've done with the 12-megapixel camera sensors over the years is it's an evolutionary improvement year over year. They've improved it smaller, smaller improvement every year, and that's where we are now. This the nine eight nine is still relatively a new sensor as far as the presence of it in, in devices. I mean, it's a <laughs> not strong... relatively. This is this is the bleeding <laughs> edge tip of the spear. There, Newest it's, tech it's, in mobile. It's, we can literally name on a on a single hand uh, how many devices are on the market right now that are on the market that are either re- relatively about to be released or are on the market that have the sensor. So the reality of the matter is. It, it's going to take some time for improvements. It's going to take some time for refinement to get some of the optional features that we've loved about some of the other sensors. I feel like Sony can definitely do it. I, I, I'm going to be a little bit more, I'm not going to say pessimistic, but more conservative in my saying of like probably within the next generation. Like the, if you're saying a 989X more probably in 2024, I think this year is going to be the year where we probably see more companies putting their flavor or their, their seasoning, their processing on mm-hmm. this beautiful sensor, and we'll we're going to start so. seeing who can do yeah. the best. Uh, you know, I think like processing. So we'll 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 have to see it. Anyway, this, the story. This is this is this is going to be a difficult fight because right now I feel the marketing has completely run away with these stupid megapixel numbers. Oh yeah. So when we look at the United States specifically, I doubt Motorola is going to be playing with their Sony as their main sensor because they have a good working relationship with Samsung. And I bet you they're getting like a really good deal on Samsung ISO cells, mm-hmm. and it's going to look more impressive if the next Moto Edge whatever has a 200 megapixel sensor. Like, what's that, it called? This doesn't um, mean anything. Xiaomi it's, had the 200 megapixel camera on the 12T Pro last year. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's like it's not, nah, didn't it, really do anything. To, to, different. to me, when you're shooting at 200 <laughs> megapixel, if you're going to try to shoot full full-on 200, there's a specific purpose you would do. So most people are not going to be shooting in that resolution anyways. You're going to always be pixel binning and trying to come out with either a 50 or more than likely a 12-megapixel equivalent image mm-hmm. uh, bin down from that 200-megapixel. I mean, yes, you have more to pull from data, but the question is, it you know, in that instantaneous image sensor, is it really shooting that 12-megapixel processing it? And uh, sorry, that 200 and dropping it down. So what I would say is, understand the number and what the, the there's the i would say the the pr part of it um mm. and 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 you know go with the solution that you feel like works best for you and that has been proven well so, I, i'm i'm not going to play that game i'm not going to be nice if you say you care about photography 
than just backpedaling and, well, I'm going to use what I think is going to be the right fit for me. Like, no, if you care about photos and composition, you should be playing with a one-inch type sensor. If you have, if you, if you live in a region where you can get that on your phone and you say that you want the bestest camera because you really enjoy the art of photo mm-hmm. composition and you're not just taking average consumer point and shoot lazy selfies, then yes, you need to go to the best photography tool. And in your pocket right now, that is a Xiaomi Ultra, uh, ostensibly this Xiaomi 13 Pro, a Vivo uh, X90 Pro. That's the best. If you're saying, if you're telling me that the most important feature on your phone is the camera and you care about that photo quality, photography quality, optical Mm -hmm. quality, that's what you need to do. If photography really isn't the most important thing to you, but you just like feeling good about having the bestest, then do whatever. But don't pretend that going down to a smaller sensor, which is different software processing and millions more tiny fractions of a subpixel make any difference for your photography uh, output. That that does not matter. It, no, it really does not ostensibly change what these cameras are capable of. If you take one pixel and you cut it into a 4x4 four four grid of tiny mm-hmm. little subpixels as opposed to a 3x3 three three grid of tiny little subpixels. It, it's it's going to come down to your passion. You're right. But it, it, again, it goes back to the right tool. What I was trying to shoot for was more about the um, – it's not necessarily the, the right tool for the for the image. It's it's what you're trying to get out of your phone. If, you're, if your passion is photography, you are going to research it. You are going to look deeper into what the camera tech is going to do. And you are going to let, gravitate closer to Vivo, Xiaomi, as well as Sony and some of the experiences that they're offering. When Sony mm-hmm. – you know, we're talking about like true-to-form, true true-to-camera experience where you're getting right. – closer to what a camera would produce content wise. Um, so, but to your, your point there, TK, and I want to spell this out and I want to be sure. specific about different phones. There is a reason why I still pick up my Xperia one Mark four. Mm-hmm. The Xperia one Mark four has a relatively small main camera sensor, but Sony has focused on a specific flavor of video capture. That oh, yeah. is very compelling to me that I cannot replicate on a Vivo or on my Xiaomi 12S Ultra, yeah. where all three rear sensors have matched Exmor output at 4K, 120 yep. frames per second. Exactly. The only other phone that that touches that, comes close to that, is the Axon 40 Ultra. So those oh, two okay. phones offer a specific tangible advantage to shooting video. If I want to make crazy, or dramatic, or even burst, fun... Yeah, yeah the, the, the burst modes too, but... I'd still balance the photography output of a Xiaomi or a Vivo and just know that I'm not going to get 30 frames in a second. I'm only going to get like five. Mm -hmm. Um, But I can literally not replicate the incredible, bold, high quality, slow motion footage of my daughter doing stuff unless I'm picking up a Sony. So I'm not looking to the Sony for the shallowest depth of field for that most photographic kind of composition, I'm picking up the Sony for action. 
Yeah. The the autofocus is second to none. The eye tracking when you're chasing after a, a, a Tasmanian devil of a seven year old, and you're like she's swinging from the monkey bars, but the phone at a medium distance with the telephoto sensor locks the focus indicator on her eyeball for the millisecond that her face is actually facing the camera, and you can snap that picture. That's only a Sony. Yeah. That's only a Sony. Yeah. yeah. But. If I'm talking about composition and getting my work done and having tasty B-roll and shallow depth of field, then it's a Xiaomi or a Vivo. And yeah. so, so to your point, you're saying like, hey, use the right tool for the right job. But I think we often throw the, that phrase out in a very nebulous way. Mm-hmm. And I think we can drill down. I think it's really easy to say there are these practical differences and there's a spectrum of phones. Yeah. A Note 23 is going to do really well. Mm-hmm. On that spectrum of phones for, for camera sensors that give you a tasty depth of field, shallow you know, background blur, all of that stuff is going to be pretty good. It's in the exact same tier of phones as the Vivo X80 Pro from last year, mm-hmm. the Pixel 7 Pro, the Xperia Pro i. That is that category. Yeah, They are not the best. You go so, up a category to a Vivo X90 or a Xiaomi 12S Ultra or this Xiaomi 13 Pro if you want the best. Likewise, if you're talking about video, there are reasons why you would want action or sports performance versus cinematic performance. Exactly. And those are two different disciplines, and we have different phones that can fulfill those disciplines. But I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little spiky with people. Oh, but I mean, like, you can't even buy. So it's like you basically just, you know, buy a Galaxy. And like, you should never shrug and say basically just end up with a Samsung when you're going to spend over a thousand dollars. Like, and, and, that is too much money to be like, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> the I, so, but this is one of the things that we're trying to do, or at least with with the coverage that we're trying to provide. It it's to try to provide educate, not necessarily just educate, but just provide knowledge in the sense of saying, hey, there are other options, there are other solutions, and the one inch sensor is becoming more prominent. We'll have to obviously see what other companies do with it, but at least we know that Xiaomi, Vivo are leading the way at this point, uh, and, and both with multiple devices like the X90, the X90 Pro Plus. We have the obviously the uh, the 12s Ultra, the 13. It looks like the 13 Pro is going to be also be coming out there. So, and of course, there's Sharp. There are other device, other companies that we don't even get a chance to see internationally since they're yeah. primarily so focusing the Japanese. What, what do you what do you think Xiaomi's going to do? I, I want to wrap up Xiaomi because I still do want to touch on Realme because I think that's oh. going to be an interesting reveal too. Oh, but yeah, yeah. just as we as we leave off Xiaomi, I purposely left this up here from um, Android Authority. When the Xiaomi 13 launched in China, mm-hmm. the 13 Pro, 12 gigs of RAM, 256 gigs of storage, okay. sold for around the equivalent of what we would what what in, in American dollars would have been around 850 dollars. The Pro or the 13. The 13 Pro with 12 gigs of RAM and 256 gigs of storage sold for around wow. 850. It is my hypothesis that 12256, when sold internationally, is going to be more like a 900 euro phone. There's a good chance, yeah, I mean, because they typically will do the 8128 on some of the international flavors. At their, oh, so 8128 was coming in at $700. Okay, so that'll probably be the so so. But I'm purposely looking at twelve two fifty six, because right now, 
a Galaxy S23 Plus with the storage bumped up a tier on sale with 8 gigs of RAM and 256 gigs of storage can be found for 999 MSRP. And in China, the 13 Pro with basically every spec being radically better except it doesn't have DeX is is a hundred dollars cheap hundred uh, yeah hundred and fifty dollars cheaper with than the S twenty three plus with a better camera system and more than likely faster charging if anything else well th- uh, well they're they're saying sixty seven watt charging uh, okay. I, and okay. I believe it is the um the quad HD display. So it's so not a 1080p screen so it's a better like on the S23 plus. Yeah, so I, I, it's hard yeah it, 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 the more you look at the 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 S23 plus and the S23 it's really hard to 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 compare like the 11 from from OnePlus. I mean QHD 125%. Oh, I'm sorry, I had screen. that wrong. 120 watt charging and oh. it is the 1440p screen at 120 hertz. How dare you slow it down to 67 am, watts? I am so sorry. My Xiaomi 12s Ultra is only a peasant charger at 67 watt charging. I am, I, I'm so sorry. I did have that wrong. So, so this, this is what I'm talking about. Like Samsung not getting it done. I would still recommend a Galaxy if someone comes to me and says, "Hey, I really like Dex." Then you're in. That's it. I mean, that's your decision making. If you're trying to tell me that what you care about is photography and composition and shooting cinematic video and, and, and photographic stills, it's not Samsung. That is not the gig. And especially when this 13 pro looks like it's going to arrive cheaper than the middle tier galaxy S already on sale (laughs) from Samsung to bump up the storage. We, th- there's there's no i probably will say is there's no surprise that it was on sale the moment no i mean it, it we've we've seen the the I, oh speaking of which before we get too far so have you heard about this this uh thing going on where uh, a lot of trade-ins are, are starting to get uh email, for people to trade in devices for one for samsung on their s23 series um they're getting emails saying that their device uh had was damaged or was cracked and then they were oh you know, yeah yeah so Samsung's getting a little um No, no, but specific. that was me this morning. <laughs> hey. No way. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. So they turned down the your trade-in? No, no. So they they sent an email saying uh, uh there so they sent me a th- I didn't even see the email first. I saw the text. Um there is a comment regarding your um hold on a second, I'll read it to you. I, I had I slapped the text. It, it it really bummed me out. Uh I mean it I'll say that it it I was able to resolve the problem, but basically it says um, TK Samsung has in, has an important message about your trade in for uh, for your order number. Please check your email for more details. So obviously it's never good news when somebody says you have a an important thing going on. I go on and I check my email and <laughs> it was very specific. They basically said we have received your device and after inspection we de- we have determined that your device has damage, a cracked screen or body on the device, and they were basically saying. Um, it, it, they could no. They were not able to honor the trade-in value that they all promised, which was five hundred bucks. It was the maximum you can get for an S twenty S twenty two Ultra, and that they were going to knock off one hundred and fifty-five bucks off of it, and then um, they were just going to charge me. They were going to charge uh, charge me the one fifty-five. They weren't even giving me an option. <laughs> it was like it was this. This is what it is. This is what we deemed. You're going to get charged one hundred and fifty-five, or 
you can request to have your your device returned to you, and then they'll charge you the full five hundred because it, you know how okay. when you're ordering they give you a credit yeah. towards the thing. Um, so I get this email and I'm like, of course I have my pictures and, and I have my video of when I pack my device. Cause I've, I've, mm-hmm. I've learned my lessons from past. So I call them up, <laughs> not, not from them, but like I typically, if I'm oh. shipping something to somebody, I don't just put things in the box. No, I, I mean, it takes I, two I seconds. I feel like when, when a major part of the conversation on Samsung phones is boo, the great trade-in deals and stuff. Uh, like that, I feel is, you, that you is, can that, point to Samsung as this being one of the primary abusers of that tactic, but please go on. So no no so but and historically I've never had the issue never I always get it I I mean I take care of my devices I have a glass protector in a case so I called them up and I'm like look I don't know where you where you found this crack on the body and on the display but can you please provide me with proof of what said damage that you're right. saying is on my device because I'd like to compare them to my pictures because I either I took a bad angle of my pictures or you guys and, and just for reference I shipped my device for trade in in a case with glass yeah. protection on. <laughs> So there was no chance there was damage on it. But anyways, so the technician goes up for about 10, 20, 10 minutes or so, comes back to me and says, you know what? We, we don't have any pictures in here. So we're going to have to resubmit the the device for re- re-evaluation from the team. And we'll have to let you know. And I, and then we're going to put a hold on that charge back. And I'm like, okay, um, let me go ahead and just take care of some stuff. And he put me back on hold for five minutes. Then he comes back on the line. And he said, you know what? Um, since there's no proof of the damage... Um, mm-hmm. and, the, and the team has 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 went ahead and authorized us to just go ahead and trade complete the trade and we're not going to charge you back so they just made it all disappear now now they, I, I, I i i'm sure they didn't phrase it exactly this way but it was kind of delightful how you just on speaking um speaking on samsung's behalf basically because we just made this up it, it just and felt we that had way. no evidence and, like no no but this is what it is like so they made a claim they decided to make a charge on my on my credit card with no evidence. Yeah. Like what tech does that? If you yeah. receive the device and you have a damage, it, it should mm-hmm. automatically be like, let me take a picture of the damage. I put that in my claim and I submit that as part of the file, right? That's that that would make mm-hmm. sense more than to to basically just automatically and this is where I'm worried about. Had I not had I not picked up the phone and called him, had and you not been yeah. a detail-oriented uh, tech reviewer? Like, like seriously. <laughs> and, and, and so I called him up. And no, but this is the weirdest thing. After I was done and I got my credit and everything done, and I, and I, I have an email <laughs> stating that my trade-in has been completed and there's no chargeback and all of that. I go online and I, and I start seeing uh, like videos being popping up from a, f- a few of our friends that we know in the tech, mm-hmm. in the tech realm talking about exactly the same thing. This yep. isn't isolated to me. This is happening nope. to people. And yep. I, I don't know if it's just the number of devices or a, a methodology or some sort. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned because of the, the way it was presented well, the, for me. The, and the, the, the way previous, they were just, it was, the there was previous- no Mm-hmm. Samsung dirty because we had a problem on the Discord with a couple of guys. They were doing yeah. deal shopping, and Samsung will put out these like too good to be true deals on their own products. And they'll go the up Flip, on like the Z Flip Four had that uh, for well, a split the, second. I think the the one that 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 got a couple of guys. I want to say it was the Tab S Seven, but there was oh. this crazy good deal on it, and I think it even made like front page on Slick Deals. <laughs> Shameless plug for me hosting on <laughs> Slick Deals. <laughs> Um, but then they get you through the order process mm-hmm. and then wouldn't you know it, sorry, this was just like mislisted and there was an error in the coupon code and we can't fulfill 
the order at this price, but you've already committed to buying this tablet. So what if we just worked out a deal where we can throw in like a case and it's going to be like a hundred dollars more than what we promised you were going to spend, but no one's going to fight Samsung on that. To me, that is immediately anti-consumer in a class action lawsuit waiting to happen. But, oh, you know, golly shucks, I just, I feel like I really need to give Samsung more of my money than what they said I should give them. I just, you know, I feel like that's probably the better thing to do and I don't want them to. There is a good chance, though, there are a certain number of people that received that email and probably thought, oh, well, it got damaged. I'm sorry. No, that's exactly the business. That's what I mean is like yeah, they yeah. go through. And, and they, Samsung and they just sets this up. Because if you did nothing, they, you just got charged the 155 They make an error, but then they know they've got people committed to most of the purchasing process anyway. So, you know, a lot of people are going to gonna um, retract the, the, the purchase, and mm-hmm. that's fine. But you know you've got enough people on the hook that the apathy and the momentum of that, well... Okay, that's more than what I wanted to play, but I guess it's still a pretty good deal, so I'll just I'll just go ahead and suck it up. And that mm-hmm. to me is kind of par for Samsung's course recently. It's it's very rarely did they really deliver the best deal with the best strategy and, and the best product oh, for consumers at the price? This and year, no. for sure, no. no, no and this year, this year, we're really seeing them ratchet well, on that it, kind of stuff. We, we knew this was coming. There was just no way that you could keep overinflating the value of devices over year over year and not get hit a wall at a certain point. I think this is the reality check that we have. Um, the fact that a device from Samsung that sold for twelve hundred plus dollars less than a year before is only worth five hundred dollars in a capacity. Of, this is, by the way, they had no distinction between five hundred and twelve, two fifty six, one twenty. No. No you could have had the one terabyte if they had a version of that. That how much is the was most. the one terabyte was a fourteen hundred dollar phone? Fourteen hundred or almost fifteen hundred yeah. bucks. You know, when you factor in taxes and so on, when you factor and then the limited edition version, how long you had to wait. So this is these are the things that you. Have have to kind of keep in mind of like th- this is serious because in my mind had i not called I them i would have had it. to think about that okay so maybe the device did get damaged do i really want them to ship me back that device and now i'm paying 500 dollars as opposed <laughs> to paying you know 350 dollars yeah. as opposed to the device. so the long story is some people may take the better they may end up taking it and not call i called and it literally within a matter of 20 minutes waiting on you know between waiting on hold getting in touch with them them investigating and finding no proof of it um, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there, there may be some type of case co- going on there because this is not yeah. a unique, I, like I said, once I hung up and I, because I hadn't checked my, my feed for the last couple of days and I went on and I was looking at some videos. I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. This is happening like over and mm-hmm. over. So that's what I was saying. I, before we kind of left Samsung and so on and jumped on for the, for the real me uh, conversation, I feel like that was my moment. Like, Oh my God today. Yeah. And <laughs> Michael pepper tech, Samsung has tried that with me the last couple of times. And once I mentioned having photos and videos, they fixed it right away. Yeah. It's like, so, Oh yeah. You're, you do. I, I feel you like you need, if you're making a claim that my trade in was somehow improperly categorized, you need to supply some data of that claim, but let's talk about something more fun because uh, I've got the GSM arena, article up for the real me um, yes hold on, so that was a late that was the last share. minute i honest i'll be honest with you guys i wasn't thinking if real me was doing anything because I, I i reached I'm, I'm not gonna lie i reached out to them not that long ago like at maybe end of last year and yeah 
this was not even on the radar. And then we so, start seeing them posting, oh, look at that. G- GT3 a- is coming out with a 240-watt charging phone. I was they waiting say for it that can one. go from, what is it, like from completely empty to completely full in something like under 10 minutes. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> Which so is you just, ridiculous. So, you, so you, you barely take the cable, you touch the phone, you're done. <laughs> you're like, yeah. you want, full charge? Dude, you're there. Yeah, no. Um, so I just did that today. So daughter science fair project, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I was you know what? I want to I want to get two camera angles. I'm going to I'm going to have Marie on the Pixel 7 Pro because uh-huh. it really does have a great telephoto sensor. I love oh, that absolutely. telephoto. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I'm shooting everything 4K60. And and I'll do the Vivo. And I go to oh man, both my Vivo and my Pixel 7 Pro are like near battery warning. They're they're both at like 20%. We've got to go to the school in like 15 minutes. I plug in the Pixel 7 Pro on a OnePlus charger. This is like 45 watt power delivery. This is a great charger. Plug it in. I, we've got 15 minutes. I plug in the Vivo and it's, it's at like 80% <laughs> when it's time to walk out the door. And the, and the Pixel 7 Pro is like, 30, I got maybe. you to, to, to like 27%. You're <laughs> like, you're going a percent every 90 seconds. <laughs> it's like yeah i can't i can't stand so like if if i had had the real me gt3 in that 15 minutes if it had been totally dead i would have had five minutes to spare and the phone would have been fully charged it's just so here here's the thing that i'm I'm really excited about this so last year oh man at, at mwc opal showed up showed off two technology and i actually have reels on this there's a reel mm-hmm. i made a specific reel for this because i was really excited the first technology was uh, the 150 uh, watt vuk charging super vuk charging and the second one was the 240 watt super vuk yeah. now since then we already know that the 150 is obviously the oneplus 10t that came out at the end of 2022 and mm-hmm. now we finally it's we finally find out that the, the, the 240 was going to reel me and it's going to be the gt3 so the, that's nuts, though. With that, look at that. Oh my God, they have that purple. I love. I don't ah, know the what racing it is about stripes. Purple. Yeah, yeah. I, they don't have the uh, you know the 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 yellow and I mean I I like the purple one because it's the only one that kind of has that that nice little reflective thing and look at that mm-hmm. two hundred and forty watt. Oh my God. So I don't. I, I'm I'm gonna take a guess and say that this probably will not work at two forty in the U S. unless you connect it to your uh, Tesla. No, I was gonna say if I if I connect. So if I unplug my my washer and dryer, I should be able to charge my phone in ten minutes. Honey, (laughs) honey, honey, I I I really got to stop the wash. The the wash. I need to charge up my phone in ten. I'll I'll be done in ten minutes. Don't worry. Man, we'll be able to put it back. Yeah. So it's exciting to see tech. I really, I really kind of had Realme pegged a little different because I I was assuming Realme was often often kind of categorized as a step maybe adjacent or below Aiku, but it really seems like Aiku has been stepping up the food chain over the last couple of years, and it seems like uh-huh. Realme is Oppo's flavor of that too, mm-hmm. where Realme well, last... is now much higher up the food chain than I would have imagined. It, like, in my brain, I just had them pegged as a, as a more, like, cost-conscious or Poco-style um, so phone label. They, 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 they used to be, and I think they still do. The Realme 10 that came out late last year did it kind of fit into that flavor. Sure. Uh, hey, Barry, how you doing, man? Um, it was more about when I saw... So it, last year, 
at MWC, they showcased the 130 watt charging with the with mm-hmm. the GT2. I want to say it was the predecessor. I'm assuming to to what we're looking at. Yeah. Um, and they had that one on the show floor. Now it was in a demo version. It was it was a device without cameras in the back. It wasn't even actually a functioning phone, meaning cameras and so on. But it was more so just to demonstrate the speed of the charge. And they did that during their GT2 Pro uh, launch event that we do in, that we went to MWC for. So that was what their big thing last year. This year, I think they're what they're trying to leverage is the fact of what you're able to do to not only manage the bat- not only manage your usage of the device, but also be able to go back to 100% in less time that you can even. Heck, man, you can't even get, yeah. you can't even make coffee and enjoy your coffee in, that, in, in ten minutes worth of, or even take a shower or do whatever. If you wake up and you want to get out the door in ten minutes. I mean, this this is like if and your if phone is dead, and your phone is dead. If you're in boot camp in the army and yeah, you've yeah, got to yeah. wake up, shower, shave, get into your uniform, and make it to the mess hall, and you know, like you've got ten minutes to do it, and your phone will be fully charged. Your phone will be like <laughs> well, again. That, that's if your camp. phone was zero. Imagine, and if your phone was down yeah, to yeah, zero. Yeah, if your phone wasn't even at zero, you shave whatever amount of time benefit that you had. So, I'm excited that's to see insane. that. Uh, I will definitely be bugging so I, i'm gonna look forward to this if if this is obviously the true obviously there's no modification to what they're saying here at gsm arena uh it's going to be exciting that led whatever that led thing looks like on the right side yeah, it's kind of interesting again kinda, we're all about lights on the backs of our phones uh, now so <laughs> it's uh it's 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 a thing it's a thing I, I've, I've heard i i'll say from from using the nothing phone for the short amount of time that i did have one the glyph interface was cool Sure. For the first three days. And and I'm pretty sure if Dan is in the chat, he's probably going to fight me on this one. But I think after <laughs> about two to three days, I disabled the glyph interface. It was too it was too busy for, for me for what I was trying to do. Like the, again, the the in, I liked it when I was trying to shoot video because it was really good for fill-in light. It was functional in that manner. But having my notifications pop up every single time my notification comes up. And then once I was able to turn on the music mode, I realized that that was something I don't want to keep that on. Because if you're playing yeah. music, you can turn on the EQ, the visual EQ part of that. Um, yeah, it, it, it is nice and cool, but I, I really don't think it, it makes the phone. I mean, I feel like the fact that they're bringing in better software update, we're finally seeing better development on this. Uh, the beta releases are coming up more consistently. They, they're having more of a U.S. presence. I'm happy with that. But when I saw it, I think the Glyph interface was nice. Yeah. I felt like it needed, it, it was just too, it was too much at that time. I'm hoping OnePlus, whatever they're doing with their interface, has a lot more functional built functional bases into it. But again, it's we'll a see. concept. We'll have to see when it yeah. actually materializes, what version of that phone ends up becoming Although, the thing. I, I feel like lights on the back of your phone speak to the failure of the smartwatch, but we'll have to save that for a whole other podcast. <laughs> Just, I feel like if you had a companion device that was really good at accessorizing your phone and delivering important information in a biologically mm-hmm. accessible way, pretty lights would just be a decorative but there are consumers who really care about like what does my phone screen do when I get an alert or a notification where all of my phones I'm trying desperately not to have the phone flash at me because I'm getting filtered um, notifications to my wrist. Um, two things I did want to um, just kind of touch on loosely because we should start wrapping this up here. Um, yeah. Aditya Anil, the super, super high wattage chargers because they're faster at 12 minute full charge would be better long-term than chargers that are higher wattage for a longer time, say 60 watt for a full charge in 25 minutes. So first, unfortunately, I don't think we've got good data 
because we haven't had years of 120 watt chargers out in the wild. That's but true. my hypothesis is if you take um, so the reason why like we had a 120 watt charge charging charging phone was because you actually had two battery cells in it's one two, six, yeah it, it, and, and it's, it's charging become... two at 60. So it's my it's my guess my my learned guess that if you charge two battery cells at 60 watts a piece that should be similar wear and tear as charging one larger battery cell at 60 watts but it should be better in the long run because you're charging for a shorter period of time at that high wattage so sure. both a 60 watt phone that's one battery cell should reach kind of the same temperature as two 60 watt batteries. Maybe the two 60 watt battery cells will get a little bit warmer, but if they do get warmer, it's going to be for a much shorter period of time. So yeah. really it's the combination of heat, how quickly you're forcing electricity into this chemical pouch and the longevity of that impact. I'm not, I don't have enough data to know if there have been any trends with, um, faster these these faster chargings, but then you go and look at something like mm -hmm. a sixty seven SuperVOOC charger. Well, you're charging both of those battery cells at thirty watts, and that's actually way better than any single cell sixty watt charger. Yeah. So, like the 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 Moto, my my Moto Edge Plus, mm -hmm. you charge that thing at sixty seven watts, it gets warm. It gets most warmer of them, no, no, most than of them, uh, both the brick and the phone warms up. It's not a, get it's warm. not a unique thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they get but they get warmer than any of my sixty seven watt sort of split chamber batteries. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're right, you're right, because it is running. You're you're efficiently running dual path. It's like a dual channel memory. You're running it separately, but it's slower. Um, it, it's going to end up being something to also keep in mind that none of these devices charge at the full at the full speed the entire time. They ramp up and ramp down based on yeah. the fact that uh, so initial boot up it's like a charging speed at a car. Same thing. Same thing happens with the Tesla with their fast charging. Initially, yeah. if your battery is extremely you know depleted, it goes at a slower pace to reach up to a safe level to warm the battery up to a certain level. Let's say about eight to ten percent. Once you hit that level, then it hits turbo charging. Yeah, then you start seeing this fast, and, and then, then you always down. you always have you always have difficulty kind of cramming the last bits of electricity oh, into exactly the last ten percent. So to to charge a Tesla from zero to ninety percent on a supercharger, like the two forty supercharger, uh, you're able to do it in about thirty five to forty minutes. Try mm -hmm. to fill it up to 100%, you add 45 minutes to that. Yeah. <laughs> that last 10% charges at such a slow rate. Low pace. Almost nobody ever charges. I mean, you always never otherwise, anyway. uh, otherwise, you're just going to damage. That yeah, will no, just damage so the battery. So keep, sure. keep in mind that, yeah, we're saying 240, that's like peak performance. And I'm sure they're going to probably have some of the some of Oppo and Realme UI's adaptive charging, and you know, depending on when you're using it and all of that, because this is something that Oppo's been putting together for many years, talking about battery health. They're not going to put something out there that is going to damage the battery, but I, I do understand well, the DTS well, approach, thinking so, shorter time, faster. So heating. here, here's here. I mean, but d d I, 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 I want to clarify. Sure. We've been seeing some really interesting scientific studies over the last couple of years that duration, intensity, and thermal load are all of these contributing factors to what wears out a battery. Mm -hmm. So if we're concerned about that, 
it really behooves sure. us to not lean too hard on wireless charging. Wireless charging sure is significantly, yeah, it's significantly less efficient. And by efficient, I mean it's generating a lot. You consume a lot more energy to then send electricity over induction coils, and the resulting energy loss is heat. So mm-hmm. that's doubly bad. So you charge even slower at a hotter or higher and temperature. Phone, and you pick up your phone and your phone is warmer than, yeah. Right. I mean, like I, I stopped, I, I, I just now have like a nicer Qi charger on mm-hmm. my desk, just as a phone stand. I had to unplug it. You would put phones on there and you're like, yeah, the phone should have been done charging like an hour ago and you'd pick it up and it would still be noticeably warm to yeah. the touch. And you're like, I don't need my phone to be trickle charging that last 2% running at that high of a temperature. That is really bad for the phone battery. So I've just got it now as a fancy stand. Um, But kind of like putting all of those ideas together, we're now finding out that like Mm -hmm. the battery casing and materials could actually be damaging our battery cells. There was another study, and I wish I had saved the link on it. I think it's in our Discord, but it's like from like a couple weeks ago, where you you know when you get, um, uh, you know when we had removable batteries, there would be different layers, like plastic wrap on the outside of the battery. Exactly. Remember, there was that one guy who was like, "Samsung is stealing your information, and he's ripping off the cell." And what it was was the uh, the antenna for the uh, NFC radio. Do you remember that the the the, yeah. the the antennas used to be on the Samsung on the batteries. batteries? Yeah, it was back in the, that. That was how they incorporated them. You're right. Yeah. So yeah. it turns out that some of the materials we use in packaging, mm-hmm. some of that that wrapping on the outside of the battery, can leach the electrical potential of the chemical storage inside the battery. And so now we're, we're having to completely rethink how, battery, how lithium ion and lithium polymer batteries are even constructed. Because yeah. we've used these inert materials because they're good for when the battery might be damaged. Yeah, allowing it to actually expand, exactly. They're actually bad for the battery in operation because of these chemical uh, degrading properties that, that reduce the electrical potential of the energy stored. I mean, we, we talk about like, hey, I just don't want to do something that's going to damage my battery. Mm-hmm. Like, all of this stuff is just going to burn out in a couple years, no matter what. Oh, so, no, we need more time and we need more data. I feel like... So personally, from here's my my only thing. Okay, so the the two forty right the two forty rate that we're looking at right now mm-hmm. is I feel like I think we just hit a plateau. I think that's the ceiling of what the normal oh, yeah. plug. I mean, and I'm talking about the the normal, European plugs. Non, yeah, I don't know that you non, can put the, more power into a non, charger than that. Absolutely. So I, I really feel like what what Xiaomi sorry what Realme is trying to do here is. They're trying to give us what is the maximum potential possible way of doing so. I mean, obviously, we need to see where this is going to be launching, what what type of solutions. Again, uh, I I would almost <laughs> I'm not even going to guess. It, I don't think it'll run unless again you you disconnect your your washer dryer or you, if you have a Tesla charger, you're able to plug that in to convert it into a standard uh, efficient mm-hmm. just to charge your phone. I think this is a great demonstration. I think whatever we see, wherever the market is, I'm looking forward to checking it out. I'm sure I'll be putting some coverage on that as well. Um, uh, it's more about showcasing the possibilities. And I feel like Oppo 
showed this off to us last year. We knew this was possible. We just didn't realize it was a Realme branded device. And the, you know, the 10, like I said, the, the 150 was the 10T. And now we know, you know, Oppo's making sure that they're pushing forward that, you know, designs on the fold, on the flip, uh, different uh, technologies available on the market. So this is the biggest thing that we're appreciating in the BBK group. You get the Vivo and the photography side. You have the innovation coming in with Oppo's side. You get OnePlus with speed, Realme with super speed. <laughs> it's like Realme's telling OnePlus to hold my beer when it comes down to charging at this point. But it, it's, it's just exciting. I just want to see more of these type of technologies. But we are going to be limited in what, what we can do in the US. I feel like 80 watt charging for the most part is going to be our bread and butter because of where we are. Yeah. The 10T did did a better solution at 125 late last year. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, um, you know, unless you picked up a 10T or a 10T charger, uh, or no, a 10T with its charger, there's no chance you're not going to get that with another device. You're really no. 80 watts. We're going to be your bread and butter. But I, what I loved about it is the 10T charger allowed the 10 Pro from early last year that was capable of 80 watt internationally to do to 80 up. in the US. Yeah. yeah so it, it, it was a, in a, in a way, I feel like the charger for the 10T for me is still the better charger, <laughs> even though yeah. I feel like the new one is great with the 11, but the 11, I think sure. we don't have PD anymore. We lost PD nope. as far as that functionality. So the more functional, more versatile, so, well-rounded yeah. charger is the 10T. I, I still, I mean, most of what I'm using around the house, and this isn't just for OnePluses, like most of the chargers just lying around are all of the uh, 65 watt PD chargers, 65 watt. What what was their what did they call it before super, they called it Vook? Oh, the the no, dash no, no, before charging? it was warp warp oh, charger. Warp. <laughs> it was dash so and warp. The, the sixty five right, watt went... warps that did forty five watt power delivery. So I just wanted just one more uh, question here, and then we really got to bounce out. Oh, so yeah, Jose asked this before. Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Um, yeah, Jermaine just woke up. We got to leave. <laughs> um, leave. That's not <laughs> what he meant at all, Jermaine. I apologize for my co-host. Vivo is using one glass and seven plastic elements in their one inch and companies are investing in two glass and six plastic elements. How much of a difference would that make in the camera? So he, we, first of all, what companies are using multiple glass elements? Because when you look up that data, as far as I can tell, there aren't any specific companies manufacturing that and making that big claim unless you've got a link send me a link i'd love to read up on it because you start looking for that and it's oh but don't you know smartphone cameras are plastic um we went through this change on the lg v30 the lg v30 to my knowledge was the first smartphone that started operating with a glass element and it really improved clarity for a lot of uses but it also introduced some issues with um, flaring and fringing that mm-hmm. the the stacking of those of that one glass element amongst the other plastic elements introduced optical challenges that took yet another generation of phones to kind of sort out mm-hmm. so if a future phone comes out with two glass elements we should expect to see some optical clarity advantages Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're also talking about the clarity and the performance that come from different lens coatings. Is it Zeiss uh, uh, T-Star lens coatings? Say, yeah, that's Is it Leica lens coatings? Samsung mm-hmm. makes great glass. They're mm-hmm. NX cameras. Samsung can make some phenomenal um, lenses. Um, Sony makes some phenomenal lenses. So all those things kind of weighing up. I would not make a purchasing decision on one glass lens element. 
What I want are the depth of field and optical characteristics of the larger sensor. And that contributes to depth of field and focus fall off and a more photographic look, a more a shallow depth of field and a, a larger equivalent aperture. Mm -hmm. So whether or not you get more light onto the lens, that is also a practical benefit. But you're also talking, well, if another company does two glass elements, I guess Vivo isn't, except for the fact that Vivo is now one of the most bleeding edge photography companies in the world. And they're working with one of the most world renowned lens manufacturers. So if Apple or Samsung makes a huge deal out of, we added two glass elements, I would wholly expect that Vivo would be right on their tails with Zeiss going, yeah, but we have two T-Star Zeiss lens-coated glass elements, and that's just going to be a further arms race. Right now, I don't see it being too critical of mm -hmm. a decision-making. I, I really feel the larger sensor is is more practical, is more photographic, is more cinematic. That's the big, that's the big win. That's the big takeaway. Yep. If you're worried about clarity and you're worried about clarity to the degree that you're analyzing the substructure of lens elements on a smartphone, then I feel we're talking about a pixel peeping conversation that you're really not, you're really not getting a better image. You're, you're really just kind of pointing to a marketing spec that makes you feel better about one manufacturer over another. Over the other. But, yeah. but again, I'd want to see the practical output and I'd want to see what company says they're doing it because I can't find one. So if we can find a company that says they're doing it, then we can compare and we can see, is there really a difference? If there's yeah. not really a difference, then the larger sensor is going to win still. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And then I think this is, it's, it needs more data. It needs more data and more company information as far as, you know, what companies are using with the lens element. And I think it's, um, Zeiss has been doing really good. Sony's been using them on their devices. I mean, that's one of their biggest things on the Xperia ones. Uh, and of course we have it on the Vivo and, you know, Leica's coming in pretty big now that they're no longer, I'm not going to say married, but there's, there, was, there was that exclusivity with Huawei for quite some time. And now we're, they're able to actually work with some of the companies. And, and I think Xiaomi is a great contender. I, I'm, I'm still shocked that that Nikon hasn't, hasn't no, <laughs> hasn't I'm serious, jumped, like that Nikon know, hasn't, hasn't next, jumped on a phone partnership. I, yeah, actually, we, gotta, we know, we, we know gotta, Canon we will be the last to fall. Canon is Canon so is assured the of their yeah. position. That they're they're not going to jump on that. But if you wanted to be, we've got Hasselblad on OnePlus. We've got Hasselblad, Leica. We've oh. got Zeiss. Yeah. Like, I am I am crazy Nikon. shocked that we haven't seen Nikon or, Nikon. or um yeah, yeah. um like Nikkor, yeah, yeah. The, the, a Nikkor lens on a phone yeah. or um yeah. OM Olympus Olympus on yeah yeah OM lenses would be incredible. Like OM systems glass, that's so, phenomenal too. Who's so, who's left in the who, who's left on the team that could basically maybe play? Okay, so Honor could be contending there. That would be yeah. one. Um, maybe Motorola. I don't know. Moto. <laughs> we'll have to see Moto. No, but I mean, Is I think it, like a Moto Nikkor or a Moto OM systems partnership. But like we, BlackBerry even had. Um, uh, oh crud! What was the name of that lens? Oh no! BlackBerry had a pre a premiere, the the Priv, not not um. Oh, you're not, going not, back to the Priv. <laughs> the, but the Priv had, like, I think it was Schneider. I think Schneider Glass was okay. on the Priv, and that actually was a fantastic camera on the for, BlackBerry for, for Priv. Its time. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So anyway, 
Um, we, 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 we definitely need to end it there before Juan goes on another hour-long diatribe about camera systems on mobile devices. Um, so A lot of things to talk. <laughs> so we'll say this. Uh, oh, okay. Next... Sorry. Jose, Jose did clarify. He says, I meant that it was more about thoughts on the benefits of adding more glass elements. No company is producing that technology yet. So in, in, in a vacuum of hypothetical, it would probably be better. But I, I don't know that it's, it's going to be fundamentally worth the engineering costs because consumers have, haven't really valued that kind of photography experience. When the most expensive, highest selling phone on the market is an iPhone 14, mm-hmm. that's an $800 phone. You can't tell me you're getting $800 worth of camera performance as compared to what we're seeing on Xiaomi and Vivo devices. Like, they're not in the same league. An iPhone 14, not an iPhone 14 Pro, and even the mm-hmm. 14 Pro. We're talking about the 14, yeah. But the iPhone 14 is an $800 phone. Consumers haven't demonstrated that they're willing to spend money on the engineering and the architectural differences that really do improve photo output. But that's also why I recommend, hey, if you really are just a point-and-shoot kind of person, you should not buy an iPhone 14. You should buy a Pixel 6a. Your experiences will be better, and you'll spend half as much money (laughs) for something you'll like better. So uh, you, you, your, your point there, just whether or not it's a hypothetical or, or, or sort of an experimental idea, it would probably improve the clarity and the output of our mobile photos, but it, it's sort of a dollars to performance ratio that I don't think any company is, is seriously going to explore in the, in the near term, in the near yeah, future. Yeah, I, I, I think the improvements that we're seeing in camera technology is always small steps forward. Um, I mean, we see the 789, you know, going all over the place as far as the most popular 50 megapixel camera sensor going around. Yeah. Uh, the 989 is, a, as, as Juan said, it bleeding edge. We're talking bleeding edge technology at this point. And it is literally a four number of devices out that will have it in near term, at least. Uh, obviously, four, literally, like the X90, X90 Pro, the 12S Ultra, and the 13. We're not even at the five. We didn't complete the the, the five. The five we might. I mean, I I wouldn't put it past Xiaomi to give us a tease. And, and I'm, of not, a I'm not counting. Ultra. I'm not counting Sharp because Sharp. 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 I get really you know bad what? when I'm tired. Let, let's <laughs> let's be fair. Let's be fair because I had the Xiaomi 12s Ultra when it was a Chinese only phone. I think Sharp deserves mention because they're the only company that is stuck with one okay. inch sensors. So, so we so we'll we say are, five. We have five. We are at five. five. Five five devices. And, and so we've completed six the might be if Xiaomi teases us with a thirteen Ultra, we might get to six phones. With oh, this absolutely! Sensor. Yeah, the thirteen Ultra would be. Oh my God! If they do go to a thirteen Ultra, like seriously, I, I want that. That's not that a large sample us. size, though. No, that is, it, that is a small number of phones. Yeah, but no, no, no. But let's 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 be very very fair, though. None of it exists in the U.S., so we are not even. <laughs> It doesn't even matter, right? I mean, it doesn't exist yeah. inside of a inside of a Best Buy store. It you know, I I just been really thinking about this. Like TK, I feel like we just need to, you know, like we should just only talk about iPhones. It's the only thing worth talking about, right? Hold on, when is April first coming around? Hold on a second. Do we? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh, don't give up our our crazy plans uh, for April. Yeah, yeah. 1st. We have oh. we have we have no plans for that. We have that no plans to be none, iPhone only. none at all. <laughs> ha ha. 
Huh, huh. I swear to God, we need to we need to review a potato though. I think we, we're overdue for potato reviews. Well, I, I made it through potato and yam. I feel like golden or red need to be next, like a good red potato review. Yeah, um, long time ago on while while at, well, during my days at XDA, I did a <laughs> review of an app that one of our co- co-hosts developed. It was a stupid app, but all of that all it is basically it was a, it was a picture. Once you tapped it, it, it was a picture of a mosquito. Once you tapped it, it squishes it, and then two seconds later, it comes back. That was the app. All, all of it, you boot it up, it doesn't do anything else. It's just a picture. Squish, come back. <laughs> That's tons of fun, right hours on. of playtime, very easy, and it's free, no ad support. Everything was amazing. Wow. That was a that was, that was <laughs> like today. That would be packed full of microtransactions. Oh, like, absolutely! Uh, yeah, yeah. If, did you you've got a cooldown clock. This mosquito is going to keep biting you, but you can't squish it for another fifteen minutes unless you buy more gems. Exactly, and then and loot boxes. Remember the loot boxes, man. Don't forget those. That's how yeah. you get the the really good. Yeah, that's, they're still around. They didn't go away. <laughs> no, no. Um, I uh, so kind of closing it off. I know we're getting close to the two hours. We have six minutes to go. Um, game wise, I, I installed the, and, and this is, I do apologize. I get very loopy when I'm tired and, and the <laughs> fact that I have to shoot videos after this is not a good thing. Um, the, the game that we talked about last week that, um, Netflix added, uh, the shooter, the shooter, Dustin Neon, Dustin Neon. So I installed so that good, one on the flight it? back. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, but I will, I will be honest with you. I turned on auto reload. I did not want to have to keep reloading myself. I, uh, but it, it is absolutely a lot. I love manual reload. Yeah. I, I, I'm no, telling no. you. So I'm, 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 I've made it through. I mean, I, what I love about the, the, the game is that it will let you recycle older missions to rank up. So you can play it linearly where just every time you get like a new mission, you just keep going and you just face harder and harder opponents. But I've been kind of over uh, building up my character so he's OP. I love like when it lets me rank up above what the expected player level should be. And I'm so now I'm on these like kind of medium tier missions mm-hmm. and I've got I've, I actually have a 12 shooter. <laughs> so the pistol now loads 12 bullets and there's something so satisfying about walking into the saloon and like pulling out the pistol and there are like six guys and each one probably takes double hits to kill. And then you're running and dodging, but then you're like packing a couple more bullets in. Like if you had a barrel, like you just yeah, pop yeah. two more bullets, pop, pop, and then two more, and then pop, pop. And you're actually hitting a button for every bullet that you load into the chamber of this gun. And it feels, it's so silly. Cause it's not like VR where you're actually like doing things with your hands. Oh no, no, no You're just pushing a button, but it feels so mechanical that now I do feel like when you see those westerns and they pull out the gun and they have to cock the hammer and pull the trigger and then when they're reloading it's bullet by bullet by bullet and it adds this like totally mechanical layer to a genre of arcadey twin stick shooters I absolutely love manual reload I, I, I love it I love it yeah. so much it's, well I mean so, it's y- so by different. default it comes yeah by default it tur- it is turned off it is uh, auto reload isn't turned on and you have to turn it on manually but um, I, I set it up before I came back on the flight back. Um, it was a bumpy ride, so I couldn't sleep. I was trying to get something through. So oh, yeah. It was a, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, um, yeah, weather. That's all I can say. <laughs> I'm just hoping, <laughs> no, no, seriously. I'm just hoping my, uh, with the weather that we're going through here in LA, that nothing happens to my flights tomorrow. Cause my flight out of here tomorrow is at eight 30. 
then I have to connect through Newark, which is on the East Coast, and they're also going through mm-hmm. similar weather. I was going to say they're going. I was there two days ago. Um, I mean, take yeah. your time, be patient. I, it could get messy. So yeah, I'm hopefully nothing, no cancellations or there's wits. delays. I, I have enough time between the flights. Um, but you know, seriously, with, with a lot of things going on, we'll have to also figure out how we're going to do next week. I got to figure out timing wise and so on. I was as in as we were completing our show, I was looking at the time, and it's roughly. Barcelona time about seven o'clock right now. So we're, we're edging at 7 a.m. in the morning, Barcelona time. So it may not be that bad. Um, I'm yeah. sure I'm going to be my time, my sleeping you know, process again there is going to be horrible. So we could definitely You're gonna be probably keep time. around the same time roughly, but we'll talk. <laughs> uh, but by Thursday next week, we should have a lot more conversations about, you know, reality grounded conversations of what's going on, what's happening. Um, and of course, more exciting stuff. So um, I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. Uh, make sure to catch up with Juan Monday morning again with the SGGQA. Um, yours truly will be on the show floor in MWC. So hit me up on Twitters um, and let me know what you guys would like to, like me to focus on. I'm got, I, it may end up just being a lot of shorts for me. I don't think I'm going to be doing a lot of, unless, I mean, I'm not going to say there's no, no, no. videos. I, I, there will I'd be videos, but there's I'd mostly keep it, a lot keep of. Keep it simple. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, and I think, yeah, for new stuff, that first meeting, I think that's going to be the best way. Um but yeah, for that, with that being said, we'll see you guys again next week for another episode of the best of our week. I want to say thanks to everybody for hanging out with us. Simon, Barry, Jermaine, thank you for catching up with us, of course, as well. Uh, Aditya, as always. Uh, it is 7 a.m. Yeah, Aditya, exactly. Yeah, he says 7 a.m. Uh, his time as well. So um, Zeno, Doodle Xenoverse, uh, any, anybody hanging out with us this late at this uh, beautiful Thursday? Hope you're well. Hope you're staying safe. Um, do more with your tech as always, of course. So we'll see, <laughs> we'll see you guys in a week. Take care, everybody. Good night.